internet, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast known as Back in Its five-year mission is to explore every single piece of animation ever made and discuss it on this show. To boldly go where no other podcast has gone before. This is Back in Tunes with Jacob and Michael. Hey everybody, welcome to Back in Tunes. Jacob's not here this episode, so we're doing another perfect Saturday morning, and this episode I have Mindy as my guest. How's it going, Mindy? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. All right. Uh, if you have not listened to what perfect Saturday morning is, imagine if you were in the control of your own network, and you could schedule any piece of animation from any decade, any genre, any time on this network. So basically, it's about building your perfect Saturday morning. And uh, usually uh, it's six to ten cartoons. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, just hit us up on Back in Tunes on Facebook. And uh, we'll try to schedule a time for your show. And uh, so let's get started on your schedule. How are you starting your morning? Are, I can't remember. Are you an early riser? I should. Uh, you're going to notice that uh, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of insider jokes probably going to happen on this show because uh, Mindy is my sister. Um foolishly I, I wrote down that i would start my morning at seven. i didn't remember you i was always the one that seemed like to be up at the crack of dawn like with eyes pried open watching cartoons and you're like what are you doing <laughs> i don't remember i think i blanked out my childhood I, I mean i remember certain cartoons that i watched but i don't remember feeling the like anticipation and excitement for saturday morning quite the way you did i, I literally know. had to ask you i was like I can't remember. Did you watch cartoons when we were kids? Because oh, there yeah. were some that we watched together, but it didn't seem like a whole lot. I feel like I spent most of Saturday morning like in my own. Well, what what are some of the cartoons that you think we watched together? Because I remember watching some things like I remember watching Gummy Bears and Snorkels yeah, and, and Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies, uh, definitely those. After that, I really don't have much. I know we watched She-Ra. We yeah. watched you together, but it always seemed like you went off and watched your girly cartoons or didn't watch what as much. What are girly cartoons? Well, like Strawberry Shortcake, My Little Pony, Care Bears. I don't think I watched no? that stuff. No, I thought you did. I remember watching a Care Bear movie when I was a kid, like a feature film, but I don't really remember watching that kind of stuff. Like, I think because I was with you and boys a lot, I don't feel like I watched I did a ton of girly stuff. I felt like I watched sh- tons of G.I. Joe with you. Did we watch Pee-wee's Playhouse? Yeah, of course. Okay, we watched, we watched Pee-wee's, Pee-wee's Playhouse. Playhouse. Uh, I, I remember watching Ernest for a little bit. So Yeah, we watched Ernest. I, just de- I definitely don't remember watching... I may have watched Strawberry Shortcake. I'm, I definitely don't remember watching My Little Pony. I remember Rainbow Bright. Uh, yeah, Rainbow Bright. There was Gem. And then uh, there was oh, the Barbie God. Rockers, wasn't it? Barbie Rockers? Was that actually a cartoon or was that just a toy line? It was just a toy line, I think. Um, Gem. Speaking of Gem, I tried tried to revisit that recently and I was just like, this is so... How was the movie? Did you watch the movie? I did watch the movie because, you know, curiosity, of course. Yeah. I don't know. It was a sweet movie. It was really, really, really clean. (laughs) It was like... G-rated. I got it. Oh, really? Seriously? I think so. Oh, maybe it was PG. I got it from the children's section at the library. Well, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. But the music was good. The storyline was good. It's like, I don't know. It's, I can see why it didn't make tons of movie money at the movie theater, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, it also didn't cost very much. It also cost $5 million. So they're really smart thinking it out. Um, We're diverting now. Yeah, we're diverting. (laughs) So let's start off our schedule. What is the first thing you're going to start your morning off with? Well, my list doesn't include really any, like, 
low-key items really so i'm just gonna have like a a, a morning frenzy i guess <laughs> um i don't know but you'll see when i go through my list i guess uh of the pure kind of nuttiness yeah these are the kind of cartoons that i i watch as an adult and still really enjoy and a lot of it is the weirder stuff. Yeah, so, see, the funny thing is the fondest memories I have of watching those kind of shows together wasn't until the 90s. Right. Until, like, we started really getting into Nickelodeon. Like, what they had. Like, Hey Dude. Sleep Shorts was also mixed with Doug and Ren yeah. and Stimpy and yeah, uh, Doug, Rugrats. Doug was on my early list because I really have a soft spot for Doug. Um, and then also early... Um, what is the channel adult swim i guess yeah cartoon network yeah cartoon network or whatever yeah or that early stuff we watched a lot together but i guess i didn't really really get into finding things i enjoyed until i was an adult probably yeah and, and most of the stuff looks like it's <laughs> i should have looked at your list i ruined the surprise Don't i saw half it okay all right okay what? okay let's start off i i put 7 a.m and that's just BS. that's bullshit yeah i, I mean, mean there's no reason why saturday morning has to end at noon it's just you know, uh, most kids stopped watching it. I, when I was a kid, by the time 11 o'clock rolled around, we're watching, um, uh, was it? team I don't know. No, 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 we're watching the OG Read More. What's that? After the storybook oh, special. Oh, those movies. Some of them like, Bunzoo! And, oh uh, gosh. Mrs. Twitch has a, or Mrs. Witch has a Twitch, and, uh, Banicula. You know, oh, those are anime yeah. social, but they also mixed it with the live action stuff. But those kind of faded away, the live action stuff. I just remember Runaway Ralph being the major. Oh, yeah. That's one of the only ones that's like you can get on video in any form. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They made so many of them, we can't find them anywhere. Um, but then, of okay. course, I would go outside and start playing baseball, throwing the baseball on the roof for hours, which probably drove everybody insane. Um, I blocked it out. Yeah, I, I don't, don't remember what a Saturday afternoon is. Once, once you start watching cartoons, who cares? Anyway, <laughs> we're still digressing. All right. Okay. So my first one would be Invader Zim, because why not yes. start your morning with, like, insanity and cupcake-filled robots? <laughs> and you were the one who got me in, into that cartoon. She's like, you haven't seen this? This is crazy. I don't even know how I got into it. I, I think, think it was one of my, it was when you were in college. I think it was yeah. one of my college friends, yeah, got me into it. And I still really, really like it now. Um, Do you remember trying to catch the episodes after it was canceled? We start. I didn't start watching it until it was, as it was just being canceled, yeah. and we kept repeating the same like six. We're like driving us insane. The pig one, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm fine, pig. <laughs> Look, I can do. <laughs> yeah, I still really, really wish that I could have a girl of mine. <laughs> is it amazing how much merchandise there is still? I know for a decade, yet no continuation of the series. Nickelodeon has never ponied well, up the cash even for a special, but like you said, there's a comic book. There's now. a comic book, so at least there's that, but. Yeah, I don't know how it is. You know, I'm in my mid-30s. That was, what, when was that show popular? Two, well, it started in two, late 2000, I think. 2000, 2001, 2002, and then by the time they... Okay, did. so college, that makes sense. But when I when I have, see teenagers coming in all the time, and they're bringing in stuff with Invader Zim and such, I don't understand what it means to them i like, don't know how they're discovering it is how it still being aired i don't think so hmm. i don't know i guess i should look yeah i mean there's no video game there's no movie there's no more animated specials i don't think they're airing anymore so are they just discovering on youtube or are they just they're Maybe. buying the dvd and their friends are sharing it because it is madness if you think about normal everyday cartoons the closest you can come is probably ren and stimpy and that's still pretty straightforward there is an insanity going through and part of it is because of Gur. well yeah but you know, Gaz and what's the boy's name? Whatever. The brother and sister. I mean, that brother. I mean, he was just tipping on the Dib? bird. Dib? 
on the verge of insanity half of the time <laughs> because he just couldn't handle being the only one who saw what was yeah, really going that was, on. Yeah, that was fun. It's like uh, it's the, the frog from the Looney Tunes cartoon that would sing whenever <laughs> the owner was around and anybody right. else would just stop. Like, how do you not see this? <laughs> yeah, how do you not see this? But it's also more than that. It's not just the insanity in the, in the comedy. The action sequences were amazing. Oh, yeah. It was so just very creative. Even the sequence where you see, like, you know, he goes in the house and then you see all the inside. Um, <laughs> it's not a normal house. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's all, it's all like a space station or whatever. And he's doing experiments and yeah, all that. Definitely worth checking out. That is one of those. Um, it's like you only discovered off your weird friend. That kind of cartoon. Um, I guess I'm the weird. You're friend. the weird friend. Sweet, <laughs> sweet uh, sassy. All right. What is after Invaders in? Um, Bob's Burgers is my next one. I really discovered Bob's Burgers late in the game. I kept thinking, man, that looks that just looks dumb. I'm not gonna watch that. And then I just, you know. I had a couple of friends who were just like, oh, I, I trust your opinion. You know, I'll, I'll check it out. Two months later, I'm like in season five <laughs> because I'm so obsessed. Oh, so you just discovered this. Yes. Okay. Like, um, I'd say two, three months maybe. Yeah, I watched the first episode. I didn't like it. I didn't mm. get the tone. Uh, I thought the animation was ugly as shit. I was just like, what? Ugh. This is on Fox? This seemed like something that was even below like Cartoon Network at the time. Yeah, and maybe a part of it was because I watched it on netflix and didn't i mean i know that it's on fox but it didn't didn't really register you know mm -hmm. after it already been on for like seven years it doesn't matter <laughs> you know i just knew it had been on for a long time and you know it was kind of a cult thing and you know i kept talking to people and they kept mentioning how like much they loved it so i finally was looking for something you know a new show to watch and then I just couldn't stop. It's so good. The I the plots are so stop. intricate. The the cast is amazing. I think it is the best animated show on television right now, hands down. Nothing like it. Oh no, absolutely. It's just it's so brilliant and like devious and just like oh the plots are so freaking crazy and intricate. <laughs> and I was just like like Louise is the person I wish I was. Yeah. And she's like seven years old. I love what's the brother's name? Because I've only seen maybe twelve episodes, maybe fifteen. Um, his name is Gene. Yeah, the one that Eugene Merman does the voice of. Yes, uh, I love his little tangents in his brain that just kind of go all over the place. You're like, but um, I love the my favorite episode that I saw was the one where the mom goes get a job at like a Trader Joe's kind of thing and mm -hmm. watches the home life completely collapse. And it's just, oh. uh, it's a really good episode. But I need to catch up more. Um, oh, there's a really freaking great episode in like season. four. Four, three or four where the mom forces the youngest daughter louise to have a slumber party and she's just like she just doesn't think or act like girls her age yeah. she doesn't care about that stuff she doesn't need your friends she doesn't need her mom to push her to do this stuff and it's just total chaos she spends the entire time trying to sabotage it and making all the girls go away and one by one you know she scares them all off <laughs> until there's one girl who just won't go away and then she realizes like this is a girl I want to get to know. <laughs> it was really, really great. Yeah, it's it's one of those that's definitely grown. I, I think they had new writers come in on season two, and that's mm -hmm. why the show changed so much. The, the, the writers were female, mm -hmm. which I was actually surprised. I kind of got the feeling that not all the female voices were female. I thought, of course not. But apparently all of them are male. And Well, except, except for Louise. For, yeah. 
Um, uh, Kristen Shaw does yeah, Luis, but yeah, like, Mom and Tina, they're the old guys. God, they were women. I, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like boasting on uh, Facebook. I was like, oh, the best w- of the show, uh, voiced by women and everything. I was like, no, mm-hmm. one woman, dude. I was like, oh, never mind. Pretty <laughs> much. I mean, even guest stars. Like, I just watched an episode, and it was like, uh, what's that show? Um, where they just did that movie with the cat. Keanu. Oh, yeah. Um, <coughs> Key and Peele. Yeah, Jordan Peele came on, and I was like, I recognize that voice. That is show, not a lady. That is, like, <laughs> one of his, but it's one of his lady voices that he does on Key and Peele. And yeah, I was yeah. like, like, even, like, guest stars on one or two episodes aren't women. Uh, Bob's Burgers has definitely made up for the slack of Simpsons. Mm. Family Guy has been garbage almost since season, what, four? I I mean, in the beginning, it was great, and it just fell apart almost instantly. I mean, I enjoy Simpsons if I catch it now and then, but I never, ever watch it intentionally. Yeah, well, it's gotten better in the last year. The last year or two, it's, it, they got new writers, and they, they seem to want to invest some more energy into it instead mm. of just coasting. Uh, but Bob's Burgers is definitely just making up for all of it. It is just... I just, I just right love now. like all the little jokes, like the the burger of the day yeah, thing that, is or so the end clever. Credits. The end credits are different every single. Well, time. the beginning credits I didn't notice until a really long time because I have this tendency to like multitask and I really not do that, so I can enjoy things more. The beginning credits change every time too. The business on the right of Bob's Burgers changes every single episode. I had no idea. Yeah, so check, notice that next time. But yes, I always enjoy because you never know what that's going to be at the end. It's usually a song. Okay. Sang by mom. Yeah. <laughs> really badly. With so much enthusiasm, right? Yeah. She's so ridiculous. Um, you know, Bob's Burgers is from the guy that did home movies. I know. And I could tell immediately. Yeah, the Lauren Bouchard, and of course, Ace John Benjamin returning. Even uh, if you, even if uh, nobody ever told me, I would have been able to yeah. tell. There's just something, the something about the feel the, well, that's similar. It's the idiosyncratic similar. feel of it, and, and I think some of it's improv. I feel like some of it's just made up on the spot. Probably. Uh, what do we have after Bob's Burgers? Uh, Gravity Falls, which is my second most recent obsession. I've never seen it. Never oh seen a single episode, gosh. but I heard people really into that in uh, Adventure Time. I've never seen a single episode, and people keep telling me I, to watch Okay, them. so I, I work with teenagers. A lot of the stuff I don't know about, and they're like, what? You've never seen this? And I'm like, <laughs> fine. I'll... Do they all talk like that? No, but they're always so exasperated at me I when I say... I just love it. Everybody just came to you. Hey! How are you doing? You haven't seen this? Oh, you have this video available? Don't talk like my kids are hillbillies, okay? They're not. They're awesome. They're like super, super, super awesome. I, that wasn't hillbilly. That was SoCal. Uh, I don't know. Was it? I don't uh, know. I don't live in SoCal. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, these kids just kept like, no, really, this is so good. You have to watch it. And these are like, you know, some of my like most loyal kids and most like most intelligent volunteers. And yeah. I'm like. Alright, well, you also told me Adventure Time was awesome, and I thought it sucked, so... Well, I didn't think it sucked, I just didn't get it. Everybody, that wasn't me peeing while we're recording. (laughs) I'm thirsty, I need water. So, I did try Adventure Time a little bit, but I didn't dig on it too hard. But Gravity Falls, immediately, I was just, like, sucked in. what is Gravity Falls? I have no idea what it is. Gravity Falls is this... Okay, it's this brother and sister whose parents send them off to to live with their uncle in Gravity Falls, Oregon for the summer. I don't remember the reason why they sent him off to stay with him. Okay, he's a crackpot. Oh, yeah, he's a crackhead. <laughs> he owns this thing called the Mystery Shack, which is a fake, um, fake 
I don't know. It's like what are those places you know, mis- like mysterious happenings here? Oh, like like, uh, like a Ripley's kind of like yeah, like Bigfoot, but it's all BS. Like it's all <laughs> it's just like the biggest scam. Okay, but the thing is, is that these ki- once the kids are there, they see all these like spectacular, abnormal, like mysterious things for real. Whoa! It's all really there. He's just too. too... It's like a reverse Scooby Doo then. Where they think it's real and it turns out it's fake. It's just like flipping the coin. Yeah, so, um, you know, they get into all these weird situations and discover all these fascinating things. But the deeper you get into it, the more there's like this continuous conspiracy. And like one of the hugest things about followers of the show is they, they like to d- talk conspiracy. There's all these, like, signs and symbols that they build into the show to, like, make it even more controversial. So there's a lot lot more thought going into this than just to set up the punchline. This is deep. Yeah. the X-Files of animation. Exactly. You know, it really is, like, a a goofier animated X-Files. Wow. I gotta see this. What, what, What station is this on? It's, you, it's not on anymore. They canceled it. What, did they finish well, the story? No, okay. they didn't cancel it. The creator of the show decided to end it. Okay, so it had a proper it's ending. It's been on, it was on for two seasons, long-ish seasons, and it was on the Disney Channel. Like, yeah. it wasn't the right place for it either, I don't think. Yeah, it seems but, like Adult Swim I mean, kind of it is very, in my opinion, would be appreciated much more by adults or very intelligent teenagers, not kid stuff. Huh. And it has run its full course. It ended, in, at, I think, in the, at the end of the springtime. Well, maybe he'll just come up with a new story that, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe. that's how creators are. I mean, he's got tired. He didn't want, a lot of shows just go beyond their time. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, and. the guy, I don't remember his name right now, the creator of the show, based it off of his childhood experiences with him and his twin sister yeah. in Oregon. So I don't know, like... You know, maybe he just thought that that was his story. I should tell. look that up. Is Gravity Falls real? Because we're in Oregon right now. <laughs> it's not real, but no, I, I'm not. A... <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what place in Oregon he based it on. I think if you look it up, it does say yeah. what what his inspiration was. Okay. But I just think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, and then like the voice work is really good. Um, again, Christian Shaw. Really? does one of the main voices huh. and um oh jason Mraz, jason hervey jason isaacs jason and the argonauts <laughs> sorry jason um i can do this marston marsters no the guy his Mushy dad Bates. his dad was oh. famous too uh jason ritter thank you jason ritter jason okay. ritter <laughs> sorry he so they're they do the, the main voices okay, okay um anyway oh and Lin, linda Car- What's her name? Cardellini. Cardellini. Her too. Pastellini. There's a lot of good, a lot of good voice work going on. You know, there's days. a moment there where it kind of felt like the ten thousand dollar pyramid. I did It's the shiny thing. It doesn't have pointy edges. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, usually I have a really okay. good memory, but well, you actually try. Usually, me and Jacob just go eh, fuck it, moving on, or. A stall while I look on Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not going to look stuff up online, but no. I think that it's interesting to have a little more detail yeah, yeah, possible. Yeah. Uh, well, we also have more time to fill out because we're talking about one cartoon. This is multi. All right, what's next on the list? Adventure uh, Brothers. Yeah. So I can completely thank you for that. Do you I... remember the torture waiting from the pilot episode to the first, like, season? Two years we watched that pilot over. They even had, like, a director's cut of the pilot. 
I was like, hurry I, up. I do feel like we wa- repeated a lot of stuff because it was just took forever. Yeah, well, they, that is one of those shows that is solely up to the creator. They slowly design the plot. Mm-hmm. They don't get them out because they're on a schedule. When they're ready, they're ready. It's kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, but with animation. Yeah. And they're very in control of what they're doing. They have these plots. You just go on, and you're just like, something will happen in season three, and then it'll, it'll come back in five. And you're just like, this is crazy. You know, I don't know when I stopped watching this show because I know that I didn't watch the whole thing, and, and we just started watching it over again. Um, so we've just watched maybe like four or five episodes of season one and i'm just like oh yeah brock is so cool when you get to season four it turns into the filthiest thing you've ever seen oh, it well. is insane really and it's that. great but um because they're just pushing the limits it's and like all the inside jokes is like basically the brothers are just like idiotic like yeah. hardy boys yeah, right if the hardy boys met johnny quest but they were dipshits <laughs> No, seriously, they're like the dumbest kids ever, and it's just like almost everything that happens is their fault. And Brock, oh my god, Brock is just psychotic, and I love, um, Dr. Adventure! Um, oh yeah, and- The, ha- the Monarch. It? Yeah, and the, the Monarch and, um, uh, Dr. Girlfriend, or whatever it is. Dr. Girlfriend. Dr. Girlfriend, I don't know, it's like- There's a side character uh, that shows up in, I think, in season two, where- He's like Doctor Strange, but he always talks like this, Doctor Venture. Oh, I think that he might have appeared like he might appear a little bit in season one because that sounds familiar. But there, he has his little team, and there's a Blade ripoff done by I think it's by Samuel Jackson. Sure, sounds like Samuel Jackson. But he's like, oh, I don't kill Draculas. I only kill Blackulas. No Draculas, just Blackulas. Whoa, I don't. I have to. <laughs> it's nonsense. Like I said, we just started watching it again, so I I will revisit all those things, but. There is certainly a lot of interesting jokes in there that I know have to play out for a long time. Yeah. But um, the season six, I think, is just about to premiere. It, they do. They only do one season. They, season. They, this show is still on. Yeah, yeah. They do like ten episodes per season, but each is so hard to do that it takes two years. I was gonna say, like, hasn't it been on for like twelve years <laughs> or something? Like, it's like literally like the last remnant of old Adult Swim before it got really? kind of boring. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't really even understand most of the stuff that's on adults for now. Yeah, I miss the age of, like, Harvey Birdman and Brack. Oh, and... oh, Harvey Birdman. I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> all Excuse right, me. What is next? Okay, well, I guess this is one of the... Well, let's go to the gentler section, I guess. Okay. I, I didn't realize I had one, but I do. You do not have a gentle side. Um, <laughs> Animaniacs is on there. That is probably our most successful episode of Back in Tunes next to Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, People really? love Animaniacs. Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. I love that. Have you watched it recently? No, but it's on Netflix and so it's in my queue. I've been meaning to watch it again. It's brilliant. It teaches kids lessons uh-huh. um, mixed with a, a new set of songs every episode and then it just, it's so many in-jokes making fun of the old way of doing cartoons. It's, yeah. It's, it breaks the third wall all there the time. There is lots of tongue-in-cheek stuff about like Steven Spielberg and Warner Brothers yeah. and um, I, th- I saw there was a video <coughs> excuse me, um, I don't know if this was at comic-con or exactly what it was it was the 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 voices of wacko yakko and dot got together and they like were singing the, oh. the theme song as them yeah i really wanted to watch well that. there's a podcast that um basically does the christmas episode i think again but in modern terms and it gets kind of wild and improv and it's great uh it's the, the rob paulson show he does the voice of yakko oh. and um 
that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Uh, and he does the voice of, uh, you know, Pinky in the Brain. He does uh, oh, yeah. Pinky. He's like, so what we're going to do tonight, Brian? That's pretty good. <laughs> you and your voices are good. Jake is much better at this than I am. But, um, okay. So basically, I thought you were filming me. <laughs> um, yeah, Animaniacs is definitely, I, I, I know Tiny Toon Adventures is good. And it was important for the Warner Brothers to relaunch their studio, but Animaniacs is just so much better. Yeah, I liked I liked Tiny Toons. I can't remember. I, sometimes they all they kind of blur together in my mind, though. Like I don't remember which is which. Yeah. Like all the little side characters and yeah, stuff. Definitely. Like. Well, you can if you you can remember almost all of Tiny Toons because they were like just children versions of the main characters, mm-hmm. except for Montana Max and uh, Elmira. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Go-Go is insane. <laughs> so, Mindy and Buttons was part of Animaniacs, yeah. right? Okay. And then there's the, the squirrel. I can't remember her name. Uh, and then she had the little oh, yeah. friendly squirrel. And she was all tired. And she was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> these cartoons are too... I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah, I do... Good it, Feathers was terrible, though. I hated Good Feathers. That was the mobster pigeons. It was stupid. I think I've decided that I block out everything that was stupid. <laughs> because I don't really remember that. Alright, what do we have after Animaniacs? Dexter's Laboratory. I love I it. I still really dig Dexter's Laboratory. So like, I picked up a VHS of something recently, and I was like, I'm watching this, oh yeah, on the VHS, even though I probably can watch it <laughs> yes, I think. on another form of entertainment. Right, I'm, not I'm pretty sure. sure the first couple of seasons are on uh, Netflix and there's probably. a bunch on YouTube, but uh, the war between uh, Dee Dee and um, Dexter was just I know, fantastic. Is... I love the annoying neighbor with the nasally voice. Hey, was... Dexter, how's it going? Is De- <laughs> was Dee Dee just like... A genius in disguise. I think she was. I think she was kind of an idiot savant. Like, yeah. she didn't want to embrace her intelligence like the way Dexter did. Dexter uh, went too far into it. Like, oh, to the yeah. Point he almost he was, himself insane. Well, he was sort of like, you know, did. Yeah. And, like, in Invader Zim, there's like, the, they they just were so self-involved and obsessed. Yeah. And that's almost how he would get. And, and he was wound up and stressed out all the oh, time. Yeah. And Dee Dee was just free-flowing and happy. Yeah, and... so she's like, is it? Oh, I can do it. Let's see. Um... Go away, Didi! <laughs> Get out of my laboratory, Didi! I can't quite do it. I good. used to do it pretty good, but. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a great cartoon. Craig McCracken, um, he doesn't get a lot of credit uh, for what he created, but um, Dexter's Laboratory was one of those crucial early Cartoon Network uh, originals. Mm-hmm. You know, and it started launching with Johnny Bravo, Powerpuff Girls, and Samurai yeah. Jack and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people forget those early years of the originals. Um, definitely worth checking out. Um, what is next? I kind of forgot about Johnny Bravo, too. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so Foster's Home of Imaginary Friends. That was definitely, like, an ad- adult obsession. Yes, you introduced I, me to this. I became fascinated with this Like, cartoon. I still, I've still, I've probably seen every episode. Phil Lamar. Over How great over is Phil Lamar over over um, as a voice actor? I know, he was so great. So versatile. Even though, yes, he's kind of like the way Mel Blanc was, where you can kind of tell it's from the same person. Yeah, but. But it's not just about the fact that he kind of sounded like he, he puts so much emotion into it. Didn't he do Samurai Jack, too? He did Samurai Jack, and he's been on just tons and tons of cartoons, yeah. but we knew him from Mad TV first. Right, yeah. Yeah, and then he basically, I, I haven't seen him do any live action in a while. He's been doing so much animation. I'm trying to think if I've seen him in anything. I don't know, but. I don't know what it was about Foster's Home of Imaginary Friends. It's just like really, I was just like so into it. I think it was because Mac was so good and Blue was, Blue was so, so self-involved. Yes. And then when they brought in like the accident of cheese, 
do I don't remember if you remember Cheese was Mac's second imaginary friend. Oh yes, Mac yes, yes. and Cheese, Blue Cheese, yeah. like see it all has to like tie together. <laughs> Who was psychotic and made Blue even like more neurotic than he already was, and it just like it was really fun to like just see him on the edge so much. He was so amazing. And the movie, that movie when you told me that it was heartbreaking. What what was Phil Lamar's character? The one that's missing the arm. Oh, I don't remember his name. He's like the basketball playing one with like red hair and not red hair, but oh gosh, I don't remember his yeah, character's but that name. Yeah, that was the, that was pivotal to his character. That movie reveals why he only has one arm. Yeah, and the the whole show has a melancholy feel to it. Definitely, but also manic. It's as if you took the sadness of Cheers combined with the insanity of Faulty Towers, like that kind of attitude. It was mm, yeah. nothing like it. And here's the thing about this cartoon: not a lot of people know. Um, it was done with flash animation, which is usually really cheap, shitty-looking animation done on low-rent computers. Mm-hmm. But somehow, he designed it so well that at no point do you feel like you're watching some sort of low-rent garbage. No, and I do remember that like waiting for that was really, really excessive, too, I think. That's why. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, man, so good. It's uh, really good. I know. One of those that you have to check out. And, and uh, as an adult, um, I usually kind of didn't go towards this kind of animation, and I just got sucked in. I loved it. You're I, welcome. I tried, uh, me and Jacob were talking about doing Fosters on the show a couple months ago, and I just kind of like, I have a whole list of ideas, and sure. we finally stick to one. I remember typing in, uh, episodes of Blue, or whatever, free episodes, because I was going to watch it on YouTube or whatever, and then I saw something I'll never under- unsee. Foster's Imaginary Home uh, Porn. No. Porn, and I was no. like, fucking what? No. <laughs> no. 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 How do they screw with things up like that? Who has a I fascination mean, with the cartoon so much that like? Oh, I no. mean, <laughs> it was kind of twisted at times. Not that twisted, yeah. But definitely nowhere near yeah. that. Horrifying. That's that's messed up. Because overall, even though it was manic and kind of cuckoo, it was really like a sweet show about Very friendship much, yeah. and you know, like Very emotion driven. Growing up and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Life stuff. Uh, what's next? Um, I guess we'll just, these are to end it with kind of even more frantic cuckoo-ness. <laughs> um, The Brack Show. I was obsessed with The Brack you Show. You were. Like, of all of like, Adult Swim, you didn't really connect to a whole lot of it, but The Brack like, Show, oh you were God. like, that's my jam. What is this exactly? <laughs> I probably watch it over and over and over again, and I used to do, like, you know, like, impressions and stuff. I don't even remember. I haven't watched it in a long time, and I really need to go back and revisit that. But, yeah, from uh, watching Space Ghost or whatever, like, that was the one thing I picked out, really, of Space yeah. Ghost that I was like, whoa. Well, obviously, somebody else did, because that was, was so yeah. popular. And him and Zorak bouncing off each other. Oh. They're so low, like, cheap, cheap It animation. was so cheap. It, it, what, what his mother was like a, a monster and his dad was normal mm-hmm. but he had like a wonderful accent he sounded like Antonio Banderas oh yes he was very yes he suave. was like it, yes very suave and it was very confusing but and then and then Brack would always have like mom issues always listening to Brack talk he could say anything and you had a smile on your face because it's just the way that he talked I can't even it do was, an imitation it's, it's, it's sort of like, like uh, he had his vampire teeth and we were talking I don't know I know I don't know how to do it either but it's like it's one of those that's you want to be able to impersonate it but you it's really not as easy as it seems like christopher walken or something yeah. like that like you can't figure out how they i want to see a videotape of the guy doing the voice and then you yeah. can figure it out um there's a line from this show that i still repeat to this day is i want to bury myself face down in a pizza pie and eat my way to freedom <laughs> 
wow, I really need to watch the show again. <laughs> I love that line. Because so that sounds like my idea of And Sorak heaven. was such a jerk. And it's like, because Brack was so lonely and insecure. It's like the old, and whiny. He's so whiny. Uh, didn't he have a little brother? He had like a little tiny brother that looked just like him, but he always got away with everything. He's like, Mom! <laughs> I'm not even sure anymore. I just remember he was just so neurotic. Yeah, you got to watch these again. They're so great. I know. I mean, these are like, they stick with me how much I have enjoyed them and how much I would like to continue, you know, to repeat them. Yeah. But some of these I haven't seen in Yeah, a while. I'm going to say this. Uh, listener, her list is a lot longer than what she's going to be putting into this. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's what most people who are animation fans do. They put, they have a huge list and they have to Oh, yeah. I have like twice as many on the this list that I'm going to talk about, but... Final... South Park, yo. Ding I mean, dong, yo. Ding I don't, dong. I don't know that it's my favorite of the group, but, you know, it's it's consistent. It's a good way to end a night, or end of the morning. It's a consistent, um, you know, despite the years it's been on, it's consistently entertaining. Well, here's the thing is, uh, they have never got lazy. They never rested on their laurels. They never repeated things. Like, mm-hmm. South the uh, Simpsons is too comfortable. It, it's it's so comfortable that it's just like, well, we just do these things and people still watch us no matter what. South Park knows that they have to stay topical. They have to get things that mean something. They have to talk about something that means something. Sure, they have a few flimsy episodes here and there, um, but there's always some sort of social commentary going on in every episode, no matter how ridiculous. There's something going on, and um, they do their episodes so fast that they can stay pretty much on the money with Which whatever's is going on in the world. pretty impossible for an animated show. Yeah, well, they do theirs, I believe, with Flash, and they have, like, these, these programs set up, whatever, so they just, you know, get it done quickly. Oh, yeah, they've dealt with so many, like, topical things, like... They could have them last week, and they'll have it on the next yeah. episode. It's crazy. But um, I kind of checked out after the, I want to say, Fantasyland or Adventureland. That movie one no, they no, had? No, 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 they, the movie's fine. Uh, it was the three episodes where they go into Imagination Land. And no, that's what I'm talking okay. That's actually what I meant. Because oh. I for- they released them all together, like, so that it was oh, basically a like a okay. movie. But, yeah. Yeah, I checked out for a while after that. I and then I that. caught a bunch of them online. Um, and I caught them. I think I'm still, like, six seasons behind. But for the most part, they've done a very good job of staying relevant. Mm-hmm. When it's been, what, almost 20 years now. Oh Still God. incredibly relevant. They're not as hot as they used to be. You remember how insane it was when they first premiered? They had albums, we were like, video games. When, when I was like maybe like a sophomore in high school. So what was that? 1996 or something? Yeah, it was like 96 95. I think was the first episode. Then it, it went into full season in 97. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we were all about it. Basketball. It was- Oh well, we watched ba- <laughs> we watched baseball like last week. Yeah, basketball only got greenlit because those guys are so. But, <laughs> but like friggin', it's still it's still really great. Yeah, I mean some of the jokes are a little dated. Yeah, but... some of the stuff. Uh, uh, so that that actually works with a huge flop. The South Park movie is really good, so that got them Team America. Team America didn't do very well, but shit, do you know anybody who uh, who doesn't quote that movie? I mean, it's so memorable, and they kind of just stopped. I really don't like Team America that much. I mean, it's okay, but I really like basketball. I, I, it, the repeat value is very high for me. Yeah. And I don't, like, really, really love stupid humor, but that one's... It does wor- work. That one works for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> squeak. Squeak, oh, I just kills me. Yeah. Um, so, we have hit the end of our episode. Check us out on Facebook under uh, Back in Tunes. And um, what show do you want to plug? Oh, I I do a weekly segment on our local radio station. It's uh, The Vine, but you can, I don't even remember the number. It's like 98.9 The Vine. It's in Napa, so but it's pretty it, easy to find. You don't have to listen to it 
in real time I upload all of the segments they're like five to ten minutes um, once a week on I upload it on SoundCloud and it's just under Napa libraries I'm a librarian so I do book talk uh, once a week it's it's pretty fun it's you know really brief what's um, it called Oh yes, thank you. It's that called, might be important. It is. Well, you can. You know, it's easier probably to find it under the Napa Libraries, but it's called Making Books Rock, um, and I just you know talk about a couple books for about ten minutes a week, and it's really fun. All right, is it aimed at kids or just everybody? No, general? it's okay. not aimed at kids because um, you know I don't really think that that kids listen to public radio that often so it's it's actually i usually do um i do adult books and a lot of times i'll i'll do you know a a humor book and then you know something local but every time i pick something different from like new nonfiction, okay. try to keep it fresh and have just... you ever done any comics any graphic novels well i i have only been doing it for like a month oh, so okay. I, I just took over for someone who who moved on so i haven't really gotten that far yet but no i haven't yet is it do you want me to <laughs> have you found one if you could find a good comic book or a graphic novel that would go to all ages i would suggest bone Bone is single-handedly yeah. the greatest thing in graphic novels, in my opinion, period. You're, I can see Bone being, like, pretty much the most universal comic yeah. book there is. Yeah. I was like, uh, what about, what about... <laughs> the backstory of Adventure Comics 338 featuring Aquaman and the deodorant that won't stick. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, Saga is, like, one of my favorite graphic novels, but that is not... Four people under eighteen. <laughs> really, I haven't read it. Is that Brian K. Vaughn? It is so good. Okay. Yes, it is Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. I think he's kind of a genius, but you know, if you're adults only, please. All right, everybody. So this is the end of our episode, and um, be excellent to each other, and get out there and read and watch some cartoons and live life. You might think about it. I, I didn't know I had to come up with like a catch. You have to have a slogan. A catchphrase. Has- um, I can't think of anything on on the on the fly. Sorry. Okay. Bye. See <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That is the last track. Shit sandwich. These are the voyages of the podcast known as Backin. Its five-year mission is to explore every single piece of animation ever made and discuss it on this show. To boldly go where no other podcast has gone before. This is Back in Tunes with Jacob and Michael. Hey everybody, welcome. It's another episode of Perfect Saturday Morning. Jacob, of course, is sitting this one out. That's why I have special guests here. Who's on this episode? I don't know. Scott, what's up? <laughs> what's up? It is Scott Topic here. You're not going to do that. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was better than just Scott. It is. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, you said that before. We couldn't stop giggling about it. Scott Topic. All right. So uh, if you haven't listened to the show, Perfect Saturday Morning is basically where guests come on and build the Perfect Saturday Morning. Say... In some weird alternate reality, you controlled a universe where Saturday morning cartoons still existed. What would you schedule? You have the choice of any piece of animation ever made. Any decade. Any genre. Uh, it can be hand-drawn. It can be CGI. It can be claymation. It can be puppets. Because technically, they're animated. They're just not drawn. They're just animated with hands. Um, so, 
if you're interested in doing your own perfect Saturday morning, just hit us up on Back in Tunes on Facebook. And until then, let's go ahead and start our episode. Scott, what are we starting our morning with? Well, my Saturday morning is taking it back to the 90s. I love the X-Men, so I'd start my morning off with a nice action dose of the original X-Men cartoon. You are not the first person to choose X-Men. It's like the third time out of the five Perfect Saturday mornings that we've chosen it. It's, it's such a quintessential 90s cartoon. It's It was one of the very first to dig into the mythos of the comic books. What is it, 1993 on that 90, one? 92 or 93. It was right yeah. around the time Batman and X-Men premiered around the same time. Gambit and, and the Sentinels. Yeah. That's what I, I remember. It <laughs> sticks in my mind. The playing card. Well, you had Jubilee. You had oh, Rogue. Yeah, Jubilee. Uh, you, did, I can't remember if Storm still Storm? had her. Did she have her mohawk or did it move on to her regular hair? Oh, she had regular long hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, and of course, Bub. Bub. <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah, and uh, who else in there? Cyclops? Colossus? Uh, we had Cyclops, Jean Grey. Um, they bring on all kinds of other people, but there's Beast. Uh, the first episode featured Morph. Uh, but Morph gets kidnapped during the first episode. Okay, yeah, I like those characters. That's a really good cartoon. I don't like the animation so much. Uh, but that's just uh, uh, my kind of thing. The the action shows are like the early 90s. They are all basically looked like they're from the same studio. Yeah. So did you remember the Wildcats cartoon? Yes. So there's Wildcats, Savage Dragon. A lot of those cartoons at that time had that very particular look. I didn't like... Um, their style, like more of what Warner Brothers were doing with Batman, and then Marvel later would adapt a new style with the Spider-Man series. Oh, yeah. I really liked it. I didn't mind the animation. Of course, I was a little kid when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the storylines are just mm, perfect. They're right uh, from the... Comic. I loved all the stuff with uh, Mr. Sinister. I kind of wish he'd be featured in a live-action film because uh, he was really great villain on that cartoon. Yeah, did you... Uh, you did, I'm assuming you read the comics. Uh, yeah, I read the comic books, some original, some like later on, um, but uh, they're great. It's so easy to get caught up now with all the volumes. You can go back and oh read all God, the classics because yeah. you could never afford issue number one of X-Men. Yeah, it, that's a good thing is that Marvel put out the Essentials Collection, which yes. will grab 25 issues of a certain comic. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, that was um, the monster that lives in the basement uh, in this house. Um, yeah, so X-Men definitely... A big, a big hit for the 90s. Def- necessary for getting the superhero stuff going. Yeah, it was definitely one of my favorites. What up. is on after X-Men? After X-Men, we're going to keep the action going with uh, one of my favorite childhood actors, Jackie Chan. He had a cartoon show called Jackie Chan Adventures. Now, usually when they do the celebrity-based cartoons, they're shit. I mean, you got the Mr. T cartoon, Chuck yeah. Norris and the Karate Commandos. Uh, that show was so fun, though. Jackie Chan Adventures. Yeah. It, they got it right. They got his... I think he actually produced it, so he had a say in how it was done. Um, here's the weird thing is, I've only ever seen, like, three episodes. Oh, really? I, I was kind of past the age where I started watching those kind of cartoons. Well, I had a little brother, so it, I was past the age, too, but I love Jackie Chan, and my little brother loved Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. so I'd watch him with him. It was a big hit. I remember being on for years, and usually cartoons like this, yeah. two seasons at best. Two seasons. I think it was on yeah, for Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I think I only saw the first season where they're looking for all the magical medallions, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, the bad guys are also after them, of course, and each one has... Uh, you know magic powers and usually the little girl jade would get her hands on one and she'd play around with it throughout the episode and <laughs> end up causing mayhem i should watch that cartoon again because i i have only vague memories of it i think you can watch it for free on crackle i love youtube because you can find almost every cartoon in existence for free <laughs> yeah youtube's great what is on after jackie chan after jackie chan adventures this is my seven thirty a.m time slot uh 
I put oh, TM. Hold on, seven thirty. You're an early riser. So X Men was on at six a.m. <laughs> I guess. Oh my God, you got up early. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe as a, a little kid, not anymore. <laughs> uh, and that was uh, TMNT, the original. Oh yeah, it was my, one of my all-time favorite cartoons. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle, turtle power. power. <laughs> and now have the entire set with the turtle van on DVD, which I'm pretty happy about. Now, everybody, if you are a fan of TMNT, one of the very first episodes of Back in Tunes was the one that I did with you. Oh yeah, TMNT, it, and we talked about rock. Steady and yeah. Bebop and Jacob uh, has not let it go. Oh yeah, that we did that without him. Oh, so no. we're we're doing another. We're, we're cheating doing, on Jacob. We're not. A, it's not a sequel. It's not a remake. It's just like a maybe a continuation of that conversation yeah. with a different host. So in a couple weeks, we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a crossover uh, for the next month. We're doing Video Night and Back in Tunes, where we discuss cartoons based on movies. Oh, or, cool. or, or that kind or of vibe. So we vice just, versa. Or... Right. We did Star Trek. We're doing Planet of the Apes this week, and then next week we're doing the TMNT series. Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't seen the newest TMNT movie, but uh, one of my favorite actors uh, was Casey Jones, Stephen yeah. Amell. Did you did you like the newest one? Uh, not I, the newest, newest one, but the, the what was the one from like two years ago? No. I, I couldn't I, finish it. I, it was pretty terrible. I mean, all their concepts, the storyline was so convoluted. They, you know, the mythos was all wrong. It was just goofy. Um, I watched it because I'm a big fan, but yeah, it was just okay. It was pretty hard to Do watch. You know, you want to know where I stopped is when I realized that Megan Fox is the most interesting thing in the whole movie. Like, <laughs> I think she's the best character, and then I think right after that is when I saw uh, Shredder show up with those super oh, Gensu yeah. knives with like switchblades, and I think maybe it was a remote control on one of those things. Yeah, that movie was pretty ridiculous. I wanted to see the the second one, obviously, because we're Big Arrow fans and Stephen Amell's yeah. man. Well, Casey Jones is a great character. Yeah. All right. What's after TMNT? After TMNT was another all-time favorite of mine when I was a kid growing up, and it was only on for 13 episodes. Is the Swamp Thing cartoon, which oh. we also mentioned in a previous episode that I was on. Because if I you want so to much. hear an air conditioner in the background, is this the one where we were um, eating at the very beginning? Because we I thought think it'd be, so. We thought it'd be cool and rebellious, and then later I'm like, what the. What's the, we what thinking? kind of sound is that? <laughs> wah, 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 Yeah, wah. so 13 episodes, great toy line, really fun toys with the swamp, and you could you could pull people through the, the like styrofoam swamp, uh, and there was probably like four different uh, versions of the swamp thing itself. You could change colors and all kinds of stuff. It was just fun. Yeah, the swamp thing is a weird franchise because it's been treated differently. Uh, the, the original comic series was kind of just a straight-up superhero thing, and then it yeah. got really dark. It got dark, yeah. And complex, and actually kind of lost me a little bit because I'm not a high-minded comic book reader. I'm going to go ahead and admit it. I like the street characters. I like human, you know, normal, everyday language. When it gets like, oh... Um, well, like, he was a scientist, so he, yeah. he had some kind of... Well, it's uh, also... Uh, uh, Alan Moore is a very deep, yeah. cerebral writer, and sometimes he loses. Um, but then we had the movies. Oh, yeah, and the movies are completely different. Yeah, and the cartoon really is closer to the movies you know it's just like big fun yeah um and then we had the tv show which i can't remember but yeah i don't think i ever saw the tv show just the just the cartoon but it's it i think the cartoon is a way of combining all of those worlds into one it's it's almost the perfect adaptation yeah i really like the um the mutations because dr arcane does like his unmen which is really <laughs> awesome he t- you know, one guy turns into a snake, the other guy's more of a bug, and he ends up uh, unmending himself into a Batman-type <laughs> character, or a spider. Yeah, he was an arachnid or something. Yeah, okay. 
And the toys had rubber heads that you could put on top of their normal head that would actually make them into unmen. And there was a big uh, table that you'd rotate. On the other side, you'd have the transformed version. And on the other, on the first side, you'd have the human version. That's cool. I didn't it was, know that. It was some cool toys that it came out with. Uh, all right, what's after Swamp Thing? Okay, so now we're going a little lighter, getting a little more kid-friendly. Um, I'm going with Gummy Bears. Really? Uh, I really enjoyed that show. They ju- drink their little juice potion. The next thing they know, they're bouncing around kicking butt. <laughs> Which is apparently a metaphor for steroids! <laughs> gummy steroids! Gummy steroids. Uh, DuckTales gets all of the credit for relaunching Disney in television animation. But anybody who knows their animation history knows that Gummy Bears was their first. Gummy Disney Bears was their was first test. And it was on a lot longer than people remember. I think it was on for six, seven years. And I watched the shit out of that show. Yeah, I watched it on the Disney Channel constantly. I mean, the TV practically raised me, so I was sitting there <laughs> watching Gummy Bears often. I love the medieval setting. That's why I like Smurfs, too. They're, I think that's pretty much the only two that were set in medieval times. Yeah. Were, were Gummy Bears and Smurfs. Kind of the only ones I can think of. Um, yeah, that's one of those that's really underappreciated, a lot of fun, and, and really good animation. Not as good as DuckTales, because by then they knew and they put more money into it, but it's definitely worth your time. I want some gummy bears now. I think DuckTales is going to have to be an honorable mention on my list, because I totally <laughs> forgot. DuckTales Duck, and Tailspin were oh, two shit. shows there, I watched. So many, there, there are some people who would struggle with even getting to the top ten, and there's someone like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, so I, many I wish I could have had it now. I cheated. <laughs> I um I decided to go. Well, I'll stop my list at 1980. Nothing before or nothing after 1980. Because then when Jacob did his episode, it was 1980 up till now. Oh right, and because then, he's younger. Yeah, and then later I'm gonna go back and do my post 1980s kind of episode. Um, after Gummy Bears, what what time are we at? Anyway, uh, I'm I'm confused now on the times. <laughs> I think this might be we're at 9:30. Okay, well, what's the, what's after Gummy Bears? After Gummy Bears is Winnie the Pooh. Really? Uh, are we talking classic, old style? Uh, the original Winnie the Pooh cartoon from when I was a kid because, I I mean, I to this day, I wake up in the morning and seeing the, seeing the theme song. I'm like, Winnie the Pooh. No, it's Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear. Oh, so it is a different oh, one. Okay, maybe I'm yeah. thinking of something different, but uh, by the time I was uh, a kid watching it, that's the one I remembered. It was... Uh, I didn't, I didn't even realize there was something before that. Uh, but it was basically, so fun and adventurous. The fun okay, never yeah, ends, I remember that one now, yeah. Again. Who's your favorite character of all of them? Uh, Eeyore or Tigger. Eeyore is like the quintessential depressed. Who stepped on your tail? <laughs> uh, Tigger was probably my favorite overall. I had a giant Tigger stuffed animal, so that makes I feel like the guy who did Tigger's voice did something else. Did he do? He did uh, a lot Frosted of voice Flakes? works. Um, he might have, but I, I can't remember what else he did, but his voice... Has definitely uh, been around. Yeah, um, he's always like, hoo, hoo, or yeah, whatever, it's one of those things know. where um, it's weird that no one wears clothes except for Winnie the Pooh, and I always feel like he's walking around with his balls out. <laughs> he's the only one. It's just he's like, always got his head stuck in a honey jar. Yeah, it's, is that a metaphor for something too? <laughs> yeah. Is the show really filthy, and I didn't know it. <laughs> he can't keep his hands out of the honey pot. Oh boy, he uh, was getting honey dick. If he hadn't put on the shirt, I wouldn't be thinking like, oh, he's half naked. <laughs> like, no one else is. <laughs> All right, so what is after Winnie the Pooh? After Winnie the Pooh, we're still keeping it kind of kid-friendly, and we're going with Care Bears. Oh, Care Bears. Yeah, uh, when Care Bears the movie came out, I was super into the Care Bears TV show, and I just, I'd watch that movie all over. It was the, the movie I remember the most is the one with the Nutcracker. 
They go in, and it's the uh, Care Bears Nutcracker. I've never uh, seen. Special. I've never even seen one second of Care Bears. Uh, I just think um, I had a. I also had a giant Care Bear stuffed animal. I'm, did, a, I'm a dork. It's okay. No, 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 no. It was different for kids that age. I was by the time I was probably about six or seven. It changes because then you start getting into the action stuff. And, uh, uh, I still watch some kitty stuff like Muppet Babies and stuff like that. But um, uh, Care Bears. Uh, not a lot of people remember this, but Care Bears the movie was a massive hit and it cost hardly anything and that's what launched uh not only two more sequels but also the fact that all of a sudden transformers movie existed gi joe the movie exists brave star all these movies started launched coming out. it yeah, all because um they saw they made like 35 million dollar profit off of care bears like holy shit let's get some more of these <laughs> yeah and um you know care bears pops up from time to time but with all the 80s nostalgia that's the one that really didn't yeah blow I, up. I haven't seen like a remake or any real talk of it in years yeah we have a bundle of it at work where it's like a bunch of i don't know if it's episodes or i just stuff remember they're, they're all hanging out and next thing you know they're like beams coming out of their chest yeah. and i'm like oh, God, my chest! <laughs> they cared so hard beams came out of their chest <laughs> they were the early uh what was the arc reactor on iron man it was <laughs> yeah. like an early prototype for those <laughs> yeah they just get it a tattoo on their chest, and then beams come out. I got ink. I got ink. Uh, um, blood spewing out of my chest. <laughs> what is after Care Bears? After Care Bears, uh, we're getting a little later in the day, and I'm going with uh, more adult-type stuff. Oh, whoa. Hello. <laughs> adult. Uh, uh, not super adult. Uh, let's Next, I'd like to think uh, I'd watch Doug. Doug. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Okay, now, what was the, what was the thing that threw me off? Oh, I was talking. I was asked you if you ever heard of Bo Burnham, and you said you had heard of him, but you hadn't heard of the song. And in the song, he goes, um, "I I skied her so hard they call her Patty Mayonnaise." And I didn't know what the hell you were talking about because somehow I completely forgot. We watched Doug on a regular basis, but I forgot about Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Patty Mayonnaise was Doug's love interest. What a terrible his, last name! That his best friend was Skeeter. Oh my. And then his sister was like the the drama queen. What I like about Doug is it's during that era where the creator was in charge, not the studio. It was post Ren and Stimpy, where this you know the network just said just let them create what they create. Of course, Ren and Stimpy got so big that Nickelodeon had to step in and go, look, you're freaking people out with these episodes in there. Oh, real. I mean. I got to a point with Ren and Stimpy as a kid that I got grossed out and had to yeah, stop watching it. it. Seriously, it got dark and I'm gross. Like, and, and also, he was a perfectionist, so the episodes were late. So they took control of that. But Doug was never a problem. Um, in fact, it was so popular that it's I think it's the only cartoon to ever jump from cable to network. Oh, wow. I yeah. didn't know that. I just I just remember vividly like the introduction where it's like a pencil and they're yeah. drawing it. And then the characters kind of come to life. And then... It was also interesting because Doug himself was an artist. The character liked to draw. Yeah. What was what was the douchebag? He's like, hey, 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 Doug, fine. Oh, he had the the mohawk and stuff. I can't remember his name, but uh, I guess it, cause it's been so many years since I've seen Doug. But the theme song will never be gone from my brain. <laughs> it's ingrained. I remember once I was at work, and um, we're all like, you know, 20, 30-somethings. And just someone started going in the back room, and all of us started going, like it was chorus. Yeah, it's one of those things where you start to hum it, and then everybody knows what you're talking about. It's one of the few cartoons of that time where it wasn't about an animal, and it wasn't about action. It was just about a slice of life. It was just, you know, that character was so It was the human experience, and a young guy with, like, his first crush, his best friend, bullies you know yeah. it was just a fun show i got this weird feeling that um if you were to take um rugrats 
uh-huh. and fast forward them 20 years later, they'd be in the Doug world. Right, probably. Well, not 20, but I guess like 15. Yeah. yeah. All right, what is After Doug? After Doug, we're getting an even more older audience. Um, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Nice. <laughs> a, I was a big fan of that show on Cartoon Network. Uh, so the weird thing about that show is I think they did the interviews beforehand, and they just kind of asked them random questions. And then later they would improv what Space Ghost was going to say for them to react to. It was a very weird way of doing it, um, but I loved it. It was just very entertaining. <laughs> I loved him shooting Brack in the face. Not Brack, um, Zorak. Zorak. Oh, God. That, that is such a... The early Adult Swim was all stream of conscious. It was like they were just taking whatever they could, throwing it at the wall and see if it will stick. <laughs> now it's just not as fun. Yeah. And half of it isn't even animated. Yeah, it's it's it was fun creative show that was just totally different because it, it always felt like uh, every episode was like a talk show, but yeah. it was a cartoon, so it was like it was kind of demented. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there's my favorite episode of that is when Bob and Dave from Mr. Show were on there, and uh, Bob gets addicted to getting zapped in the face. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, hit me again! Come on, give me to me again! Oh God, I need, I need, I need!" <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that one. That was Sounds really good. good. I think there was one where there was a dead alligator on the ground or something like that, and the whole episode is starting to stink, and there's flies gathered around, and they don't know what to do with the alligator. <laughs> and it's like, does, this, does somebody want to take care of this? <laughs> no? All right. So our next guest. There was a lot of awkward moments in that show where it's just like, lots what? Of, lots of silence. Just like kind of, uh, and who was uh, Moltar? Was he the one that was in the studio, like controlling the cameras and stuff uh, like that? Oh, I think so. I can't really remember very well. It's been, like I said, a lot of these shows, it's been so many years since I've seen them that I, I can't remember very good. Infinitely more entertaining than the original Space Ghost cartoon. <laughs> there is a comic book of Space Ghost from about 10 years ago where they decide to take that character and really go dark. Oh, and yeah. And it's beautifully painted. Uh, really clever writing, and it's just like fucking like whoa. We went from PG to R. Oh wow! I'll have to check that out. <laughs> That's really great. Um, yeah, it only was like five or six issues. It's the most beautiful comic book I've ever seen. It's just gorgeous work. Um, what is After Space Goes Coast to Coast? So this is my final uh, Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon. Oh no! Uh, this is also getting even more adult. I, this one I would say is definitely an adult cartoon, not for kids. Archer. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, this is not triple A. You know how they did the porn, <laughs> yeah. the porn parody version? A show with drinking threesomes. Flint, Flint bones. Hooker, dead hookers. <laughs> it's just not It's not for children. It is, it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's definitely an R-rated cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen a little bit of this. I need to catch up on this because I uh, love their their first cartoon was C-Lab 2020. Oh, uh, I never saw that. 2021. It's the very first thing they did, and uh, they took old Hanna-Barbera cartoon called C-Lab 2020, and they took all of the dialogue out and then it improv it all and as it just goes dark it goes so dark it goes darker than archer oh it, really it's disturbing <laughs> um and it's filthy it's, the whole, it's like, every episode he's just like mother like <laughs> he's always doing something crazy and i sometimes i forget that i'm watching archer and i think that i'm watching an episode of rest of development so so many of the lot, voices yeah. are the same um, also uh, h john benjamin does the voice of archer and he's on uh home movies as coach and he's also on Bob's Burgers as the oh, dad. Oh, yeah, as the dad on Bob's Burgers. He has a Burgers. very particular voice. Now, His voice is, is so unique. Voice actors used to be the kind of, kind of guys that had to be like really versatile. You had to be able to do 80 voices. He does the same voice for same, every character. Every single thing. <laughs> every character, you know it's him. <laughs> have, have you ever seen Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah, I was just going to bring up that movie. I was <laughs> he like, plays I was the like, can. <laughs> oh, he's the can, yeah. <laughs> well, you, doesn't he start off human, though, and then he becomes the no, can? No, he's just the can, uh, the, can the, whole the whole time. time because uh-huh. the, the Vietnam guy had just like lost his mind. And, and then they re, they made this the sequel to it on netflix it was oh, a netflix original uh, and yeah he i think he came back for that as yeah he's one of my favorites
favorite like voice oh, acting. Yeah. Guy. So He's that great. is that is it for us. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no! That's my whole Saturday morning. That is the fastest episode of Back in Tunes I think we've ever had. <laughs> fast and efficient. That's how we do it. Sorry, I talk no, no, no. It's too fine. fast. No, that sometimes is good because well, here's the thing: is this is the first face to face episode we've done in over two years. It's usually over a speaker, and I have to wait for Jacob as a connection, and then sometimes we talk over each other. So it's a lot better this way. I love it. Um, we love you, Jacob. We miss you. Wish yeah. you were here. <laughs> I wish he was. Yeah, he's. Uh, one day we will get back in the same town. But until then, uh, check us out on Facebook under Back in Tunes. Um, and that's it for us here. And go watch some cartoons and be excellent to each other, people. Everybody, welcome to a perfect Saturday morning. It's a Back in Tunes spinoff. What is perfect Saturday morning? If you're regular listeners of the show, you've noticed that last year we did about six or seven episodes like this, and we're back for another run. Uh, it's as if you had your own television network, and you could program whatever you wanted to, and you get to Saturday morning. You have the choice of any kind of animation, any era, any time, any genre. What would you schedule? That's what this episode's about. That's what every episode of this is about. I'm your host, Michael, and my guest this week is Andrew. How's it going, Andrew? Good, good. How are you doing, Mike? All right. I'm, I'm glad to start season two of this. I know people have been itching to do this. It's, it's, it's an easy show to do, I think, in concept. Hard to decipher, yeah. like, what will I choose? You find yourself the list of, like, 30, like, oh, crap. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, you start explaining to me about, you know, the ideas and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's definitely something doable. But when you start putting some of these down and, and you're like really looking at it, like I, I kind of told you a little earlier, like, you know, in my mind, I had, OK, you know, 6 a.m. To, to noon and I had to kind of extend it to, you know, 6 a.m. to one because <laughs> there's a couple in there. I was just like, I can't leave that one out. I can't I can't leave this out. I got to do this. So, you know, it, it definitely, uh, you know. In my opinion, you know, is is very easy when you think about it, but then you start really getting down to the nitty gritty, and it's like, wow, like uh, this is a little difficult. Yeah, I cheated on mine. I uh, I did an episode <laughs> last year where I said, okay, I'll call it on. I'm 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 on to other pages now. Uh, all right, so the, the I'll do an episode where it's all like pre 1980, and then uh, later down the road, like probably next season, I'll I'll do like post 1980. You know, even then I'm going to be struggling. I'm like, well, maybe 1980 to 1989. Shit. <laughs> ah, I can't figure this out. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, usually like it's, it's when, I, when I was compiling it and everything like that, I, I kind of was looking. Uh, of course, you know, we, we've talked about 90 nostalgia and everything uh, in past episodes of, of Back in Tunes. And uh, I tried to not be so, you know, biased towards 90s cartoons because, I mean, that's when I experienced the bulk of them. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I try to spread it around a little bit, you know, uh, but it, it's really hard to, you know, I, I, see, I look at a list of 90s cartoons and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's got to be in there. Oh, yeah, that's got to be in there. So it, it's it's definitely tough weeding everything out. But, uh, you know, I, I get one episode to do this and luckily you get a little more. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a weird phenomenon that happened in the 90s. It's when cable television really took off, and instead of doing reruns, they started doing original programming, and then we got, of course, Fox doing their own animation, UPN started their own, USA, WB. All of a sudden, everybody's doing their own animation, and they're not really recycling the old stuff. When I was a kid, 
there's a lot of these independent stations that hadn't latched on to a major company yet. Fox didn't debut until 1987. And so I would get up in the morning, and a lot of it would be these repackaged, like, Pink Panther, Looney Tunes, uh, stuff like that, and then kind of mixed in later with, like, the G.I. Joes, the Transformers, Thundercats, you know, the syndicated stuff. So reruns really weren't part of the 90s. It seemed like something was, like, just pushed away until, like, the Cartoon Network showed up. Yeah, and then you, you get these, these shows that have had, you know, that are still going, you know, uh, like Ninja Turtles, you know, <clears throat> I fell in love with it back in, you know, kind of the the early or the late 80s, uh, you know, animation of that. And, you know, it's still going strong. Like, it's gone through the 80s. It's gone through, you know, a little bit of the 90s, kind of went away for a little bit and then came back to Nickelodeon and, and newer versions, refreshed versions and things like that. So, uh, you know, some of these, these uh these cartoons have been around for ages and it's, you know, seasons wise, I think the seasons are just about how old I am, you know, in the twenties and thirties yeah. and stuff like that. All right. So before we get into your schedule, let me ask you this, your schedule goes from six to one. What was it really like for you as a kid? Were you allowed to watch that many cartoons or were you kind of booted out of the house around 10? Uh, well, luckily I, I was fortunate to have uh, a mother that liked to sleep in. So, <laughs> um, it's it definitely, you know, maybe not till one, maybe till about 12, 11 or so, I'd be able to kind of, you know, sit on the couch and just veg out, you know, uh, but, um, you know, when it comes to, to waking up, you know, early in the morning, uh, it's not something I did that often, but, uh, you know, when we get into this list, I'll kind of give some of my reasons why I put some of the places, some of the uh, episodes where I did. Yeah, I, I look back now and wonder why in the world on my days off would I get up so early? Like, oh, when does animation start? Okay, technically that's not the new stuff, but it is animation. I'm getting up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday, which is earlier than I would get up on, during the week. Who does that? That's insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And, and it, it's, you know, now I get up and I have to be at work at six and that's a pain you know, in itself. But, you know, I think to, to, to volunteer, I guess, your time to kind of wake up at that time and, and enjoy something that you truly love is, is, you know, definitely something that's strong. All right. So let's start off our schedule. 6 a.m. What are we starting with? 6 a.m. Bright and early. Uh, the only reason why I put this cartoon here is because I actually used to get up uh, before school. Uh, you know, set my alarm, get up before school, and watch this uh, this cartoon. So, this is going to be the uh, Pokemon, uh, the original Pokemon that came out uh, in the '90s, the Indigo series. Um, believe it or not, as a kid, you know, elementary school, high, junior high, I used to set my alarm uh, and wake up and watch an episode of Pokemon, and then go back to sleep after it was over. I'm going to tell you this. I've seen one episode. I was watching it at a friend's house who was a hardcore fan, and I kept looking at him, looking at the TV. He was enjoying it. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And I was like, uh, you got any comics to read? Because I'm, I'm scratching my head right now. I know people die hard after all these years. Is the show still going or is it in reruns? Yeah, the show is still going. Um, the only reason why I know this is because my son watches a lot of it. Uh, so it's like they've kind of reinvented it a little bit. Uh, I think right now it's Pokemon X, Y, and Z. So there's, of course, all these different Pokemon. I don't know. And, and you know, he starting to learn you know about them and everything like that luckily they you know the newer episodes are available on netflix so that's kind of where we watch the bulk of it uh, but yeah i mean i was i was caught in the craze of, of pokemon as a kid uh and you know it's, it's one of those uh, series that you know you, you can't in my opinion back then you know i can't miss an episode because the story kind of progresses and then you know 
against this Pokemon and that Pokemon. So um, it, it was definitely something I was, uh, you know, it, it got me hard. You know, I was I was such a huge Pokemon fan. Uh, in fact, when the when the first movie came out, uh, my mom let me skip school to go see it. So <laughs> I went, yeah. I actually remember I, I sitting at Burger King that afternoon going, why are there so many kids in Burger King? Isn't school still going? And someone's like, yeah, we're here to do the Pokemon thing. It's promotion. The movie came out today. And I was like, oh, that many kids skip school for a cartoon movie? Really? Oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, I had a bad man. <laughs> and then the, the cool thing was, you know, if you're you're part of the select first couple of people to go watch the movie, you get a special Pokemon card. You know, I believe it was an Aztec Mew that you got. And, and oh, boy, did I, did I get that and keep that forever. It's probably in some storage you know, locker somewhere. Um, there's some yeah, there's yeah, crazy yeah, collector was, out there right was, now who's desperately looking for that. <laughs> you know, it's sad to say, you know, I look back at, at some of the, the values of these cards and they're, they're not really the whole lot, you know, back then I'm thinking, oh, these, these, you know, this collection is going to be worth some money and, you know, kind of kind of not the case. So, <laughs> I discovered that with my Topps baseball cards, 1987. After I was done watching cartoons, I would immediately grab the mini TV, take it outside, play with my dog, and listen to baseball, and sometimes casually watch it. And uh, yeah. it turns out that was years of wasted energy on those baseball cards. Traded all of my He-Man and GI Joe figures for baseball cards. Worthless. And what do you know? Those are what probably cost a lot more than but yeah. Probably kicking yourself. I over. later got a price guide and saw how much some of those, like my Secret Wars dolls. I was like, oh god, Daredevil's worth like eighty bucks. Oh my god. <laughs> Fool. Yeah, you're definitely kicking yourself over that one, huh? Yes. <laughs> you know what's funny is you've actually picked kind of a complex cartoon to start off the day. Most of the people start off with kind of like a uh, like a veg out kind of like you know Looney Tunes. It's even easy to understand. Kind of like eat my cereal, just kind of letting the sugar hit my brain. Yeah, but, yeah, that, and you know the reason why I picked picked this, like I said, I mean I was I was getting up for this. You know, this is something for me at the time was exciting. You know, I was waking up. Um, before everybody at the house and, and kind of creeping into the living room and putting it on and keeping the volume low and like literally sitting right in front of the screen so I can hear it. So <laughs> that's primarily the reason why I picked it is because that's like when it comes to me uh, valuing my sleep, uh, there, there's not too many of these cartoons that I get up to watch, <laughs> and that was definitely one of them. Uh, what is after Pokemon? Uh, so after Pokemon, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, uh, 80s uh, Ninja Turtles. So this one, um, you know, I had had Ninja Turtles down on my list when I started kind of looking at it. I also had, uh, you know, Biker uh, biker Mice from Mars and uh, Street Sharks. But, you know, you kind of start looking at those three. They're all connected. There's these weird animals that are mutated and buff and, you know, fighting crime and, and things like that. So, you know, if I had to choose one of those three, it's definitely going to be the, the uh, Ninja Turtles that, that I love to watch. Yeah, I... I used to watch Ninja Turtles. I think I watched it up to about season five, and I definitely watched Biker Mice from Mars. I tried to watch Street Sharks for an episode a couple years ago, and I was like, this is god-awful. I don't understand what the appeal is at all. Yeah, well, you, you start seeing, like, a show like Ninja Turtles take off, and then you see, you know, all these little runoffs, you know, Biker Mice from Mars and Street Sharks, and it's pretty much the same idea, the same, you know, kind of a concept, but different different avenues of taking it. Yeah, and, and of course, this is during TMNT power. I mean, just like phenomenon. We're, we're talking, this is post-comic book taking off, uh, right after the movie. No, actually, no, hold on. The miniseries, the animated miniseries was right before the movie, but 1990-91 is just massive, huge phenomenon of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How many toys did you have? 
Oh man, I had all uh, all of the course of turtles. Uh, I had uh, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, was, of course, the main bad guys. I had a Casey Jones, and I think that was it. I really wanted a um, a Krang, but you know he, he was kind of a bigger figurine with with because uh, he was in the suit, the yeah. like, man suit. I forget what his name is, but um, yeah, I, I remember I wanted one of those, and I wanted the Technodrone. Definitely wanted the Technodrome, but you know, that's that thing was way out of my parents' uh, budget. That is one of the few lines I've seen make eighty different versions of the same character. If you want like pirate versions of Donatello, you can get it. I mean, it's just like ah, swashbuckling, oh, Michelangelo. Yeah. It's like I, you know, futuristic. It's it's crazy how many different variations of the same characters they made, and. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and you see, like, they, they have not only that, but they have the, the re-releases. Like, just, you know, I think it was last year they had re-releases of, like, the the cartoon, the 80s cartoon, um, you know, where they kind of reissued um, the figurines that I, I had when I was a kid. And, then of course, you know, that's kind of had me, like, reaching for my pocketbook at times. And I'm like, oh, no, wait. No, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't spend money on, on toys. <laughs> the uh, Oh, yeah, that didn't stop you from having a farting uh, minion on our desk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was awesome. It was, I know it was. It was, it was one of those stress release toys for sure. Yeah, it was one of those toys you buy for your son, but secretly it's yours. You know, yeah. so <laughs> you you'll like you know you'll, you'll hopefully one day be able to to use that excuse when it comes to buying toys, toys <laughs> and stuff like that. The uh, the theme song is one of the catchiest theme songs in history, and the animation is so alive and and it's colorful. And it's light years ahead of pretty much anything else that was going at that time. I feel like a lot of companies were looking at these toy cash-in animations. It's like, ah, oh, let's just toss a few shekels at it, whatever. Just who cares? No one, you know, they're just going to watch the season, you know, and then they'll be done. But Ninja Turtles, what, went 10 seasons or something like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, easily that many um, for the, I think, the uh, the cartoon, the 80s one, I believe, was about 10. I, I Every time I go into to, to Best Buy, I see the the uh, turtle van and it has all the seasons in it. I'm, I'm like so tempted to buy it, but it's like 80 bucks. So, um, yeah, and then you know, you kind of you know find a, a stream of that somewhere. It's kind of hard to spend the money, but yeah. isn't it really cool? You know, uh, the complete series, anyways, uh, is really isn't a really cool turtle van. So, which I had, I had one of those turtle vans. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about the new movies, which I feel like had a lot of the flavor of the cartoons, but none of the spirit? Um, the first one I hated. Uh, the second one wasn't too bad. I really enjoyed Bebop and Rocksteady. You know, kind of seeing that and them kind of uh, tapping into that, to that, uh, that TV show. You know, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady for me, like were were kind of, you know, they weren't in the original movies, so it's kind of nice to see those those characters come come to life in a sense. Even though you know they're CGI, but. Uh, kind of come to life on, on the big screen. So I, I like the second one better than the first one. I remember being so angry while watching Secret of the Ooze when they said this is Razor and Tomac. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, no. If you're going to go this far, seriously, Bebop Rocksteady, what are you thinking, people? Bebop Rocksteady. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I have to agree with you on that. I mean, who, you know, who cares about these these this turtle and this wolf or dog or you know give me give me the rhino and the, and the warthog give me, give me <laughs> I, off rock steady man i don't understand it's part of the mythology why go to that extent if you're already gonna pay for it get the makeup and the character do what we already know dumb 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 
Yeah, I, I thought the first one was pretty god-awful. I actually stopped it once I saw Shredder throwing the blades. And I was like, no, he's already badass as it is. What is this nonsense? So I stopped it, and I tried again <laughs> later. Um, I finally got through it. The second one is better, but there's so much going on that I kind of got lost along the way. And I was like, uh, eventually I'll rewatch it. But I was like, I, what happened again? I, I feel like I watched an entire season packed into one movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, like, you know, there, there's definitely a lot of, in the second one, a lot of introduction of new characters, you know. Uh, you've got Bebop Rocksteady, you got Casey Jones, uh, you know, and, and then you have uh, uh, the scientist, I forget his name. Oh, but, yeah, the, uh, uh, the one always plays Medea. Hallelujah! Yeah, Tyler Perry, <laughs> yeah, Tyler Perry played him. So you got, you know, introductory of a lot of these newer characters. So, like, you need time for character development in each one, and then, you know, eventually going through the story and action and all that. Yeah, sadly, it bombed. There won't be a third one, I'm sure. But, you know, maybe they'll get it right. Well, the, the new animated series is fine. I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, and you know they they keep on churning them out. You know, like every time I go to Toys R Us, I see you know more and more toys and you know repackaged. Uh, you know, I, I probably have seen about fifty different you know, Donatello uh, Donatello weapons and uh, and uh, Raphael scythes and everything like that. Favorite favorite turtle? Uh, Donatello. Yeah, buddy. I don't know. I've asked everybody <laughs> so far, and they're even all on the same page as me. I love Donnie. But I don't get why in the movie he's constantly wearing those stupid goggles. Take them off, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that. And, you know, I, I you kind of get a little bit of his personality, the techie type, but you really don't, don't, I don't feel like how smart he is, you know, like you would, like, in the cartoons. Like, he was always kind of, you know, granted, 10 seasons compared to, you know, uh, a one-and-a-half-hour movie doesn't do it justice. But I felt like in the in cartoons he was always, you know, up to something, creating something or... I remember one episode they did the pizza machine and it went horribly wrong and all this stuff. So <laughs> I, I'll take a pizza machine that goes horribly wrong. You're still getting pizza somewhere right. along the way. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting flung everywhere. <laughs> Catch it! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know how I want to die? I want to be buried in pizza and eat my way to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a way. That'd be a way to go. <laughs> and if I fail, it's <laughs> still an entertaining round. <laughs> he died with a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think we spent a lot of time on ninja turtles but how could we not it's it's one of the best uh what is after ninja turtles so after ninja turtles is like a really really old cartoon uh i don't remember specifics i just remember being crazy about it as a kid uh you know pajamas uh action figures and, and me and my cousin used to just be all over this episode this uh series uh it's actually gonna be the animated series of swamp thing Oh, wow. You are not the first person to be extremely nostalgic about this. I never saw this. I watched the movies, yeah. and they're okay. I had a friend who had very smelly feet, and we nicknamed him Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I never... I feel terrible about it now. I just said it. I feel awful. Um, but I never got to see the cartoon, but I know people who swear by it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't remember specifics a whole lot about it, but... As a kid, I remember just being totally into it. Uh, I've had about three or four different Swamp Things. You know, one of them, uh, you know, was a translucent Swamp Thing. One of them, like, shot like a little like vine out of his his hand uh, action figure. Uh, and then I remember I had these awesome, awesome Swamp Thing pajamas. Uh, they were purple and green, and uh, it was kind of a picture of him like coming out of the swamp. Uh, and then like it glowed in the dark. Like back then, like. You weren't cool unless you had something that glowed in the dark, and this the set of pajamas was was definitely my 
you know, if I could wear them every day, I would. Yeah, I cherished my real go- Ghostbusters with Slimer that glowed in the dark. And I would literally like, hey, guys, come in the bathroom. we turn off the light. I'm like, yeah, look, Slimer's glowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, you know, the whole appeal when it comes to stuff glowing in the dark right now. My uh, my son is uh, definitely, you know, hit hard by these these fidget spinners that everybody is, is carrying oh, around. What is and, this obsession? Uh, when I was a kid. I got no idea. Uh, you just shook your leg until someone got annoyed by it. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of hits you over the head. Like, hey, yeah, stop, stop it. it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got one that glows in the dark, and that's like his his favorite one. Like it's it's like without a doubt, like oh oh, come come, let me turn off the lights so you can see. Yeah, uh, glow in the dark in the '80s is like neon in the '90s. It just everything all of a sudden just yeah. like layered with it. Yeah, yeah. I the swamp thing would be a perfect companion with the toxic crusaders. Both short lived, but all like <laughs> earth. Well, the 90s seemed to be a lot of Earth-friendly kind of stuff because you got Captain Planet and the Ninja Turtles Captain were kind Planet. of Earth-friendly. Yeah, they, you know, there's, you know, a lot of it was, I remember a couple episodes of them, you know, trying to save the ooze from spilling over into other other type of things. So you get you get really, like, environmentally conscious and you, you start seeing those, like, the more you know commercials. And, yeah. you know, I remember the, the, you know, recycling song used to come on and things like that. Well, so. Earth Day, I think Earth Day was, the, in 1989 is when it was launched. I think that was kind of a big deal. Plus, anybody who doesn't understand that we need to save our environment to keep society clean for the next generations is a fool. They're selfish. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the, uh, I was trying to, um, I had a brain fart there. I don't know what happened. There was something, oh, uh, what I was going to say earlier <laughs> and I totally forgot was, uh, there was a ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I don't mean the Street Sharks, Biker Mike, you know, there's always like shows that are similar. No, I mean like a direct ripoff called Adolescent Radioactive Black Belt Hamsters. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> I think it was like one like short miniseries, like four episodes, and it was a comic book series. And I'm like, come on, that's just pathetic. You're just, it's almost the yeah. same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not even trying, just kind of to go with it, hoping it catches... What is after Swamp Thing? What are we at now? We're, right, we're so at, at 7.30? We're at 7.30 to 8, yeah. So uh, kind of, you know, a transition away from the monsters and the mutated people and the pocket monsters and things like that. Um, I actually went with Bobby's World. Oh, Bobby! Yeah, so as a kid, you know, it, 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 you're watching that. It's kind of, I remember watching it a lot. And then to watch it, like, when I'm a little older, like just to hear some of the things that, you know, his imagination acting and things like that. It, it's just, it's really funny to see, you know, a kid's perspective on certain things. Uh, I remember one episode uh, where uh, I think he, him and his uncle are in, uh, in traffic and his uncle's like, Oh no, we're in a traffic jam. And then like his, his kind of imagination takes over and he's like traffic jam. And it shows, you know, him, you know, grabbing like a, a, a thing of jelly and, and putting it on, a piece of toast and he's biting into it and he's like oh a traffic jam and you look at the toast and it's like cars little cars like stacked up on the on the toast so <laughs> you know to kind of to kind of see that you know naive young kind of mind uh and see it like kind of manifest in, in that you know kind of reminds you know parents kind of how kids might be and how they might think when you start saying some stuff so yeah. it's, it's really funny i, I enjoy a lot of, of of that little innocence in some of that in 1994 i was 17 and i was working at mcdonald's and we would get the Happy Meal toys in. And uh, one month we got the Bobby World toys in. And I got so excited and I looked over my shoulder and everybody else is looking at me like aghast. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but I loved the cartoon. It was so much fun. 
And uh, I yeah. always like scratched my head over how great Bobby's World was, and then they paired it with Life with Louie, a cartoon that I did not understand in any way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, uh, I, I remember you know distinctly you know, just watching that, and then of course, like at the end, you know, Howie Mandel comes in and he's like, "Oh, what'd you learn to do, Bobby?" and all that stuff, and and then like slowly it morphed into the the whole Louie thing, and you know, that's kind of where it trailed off, but. Uh, I mean, it, it was a great cartoon, uh, you know, watching when I was younger and then, you know, just, you know, appreciating it now is, is really great. What is After Bobby's World? Uh, so After Bobby's World, uh, I went ahead and went with, uh, from 8 to 8.30, Doug. Oh, um, Doug's you funny. Know, classic Doug, yeah. Now, now this one was difficult. I, I chose this over, I, I tried my best not to, to have the same type of cartoon in, in the lineup, mm-hmm. uh, but I chose this instead of Hey Arnold. Uh, which is really hard to do, um, but you know, just just thinking back to to Doug and then, like his kind of overactive imagination, and and you know, we we did this episode earlier um, about Doug and 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 how much we enjoyed his imagination and and uh, just his world living in it, you know, um, was awesome, and I think that's what kind of edged it, you know, between the two for me. Well, I for me, it's Hey Arnold was a Disney product, whereas uh, Nickelodeon let the creators do everything on their own, like their own voice. You know, it, it, so Doug has a very unique look, sound, and feel, and it feels like like a little precious slice of someone's life that they're they're, they're trying to show you, and and you connect to it. Uh, I never really watched Hey Arnold that much, but I, I never really connected to it. But Doug, I, I would watch that every single week. Yeah, and and Doug, it was it was you know so much more about his life rather than the events that were going on like in the neighborhood, like with the Arnolds, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you have some episodes where you know Arnold's barely in it; it's kind of on some other people. I felt like Doug didn't have as much. It was solely centered around him um, and just kind of his day to day antics, and then just just seeing his his imagination work and and you know, like I said, kind of us just living in his world and and uh, seeing. How uh, how creative he is and, and things like that. I mean, we all we all can relate to imagining about being a spy or you know being a superhero, and and he kind of brought that to life. Yeah, uh, Doug is character driven, which very few cartoons are because most are very very plot driven. Yeah, yeah. And then of course you know you got to throw in a couple beat songs and uh, you know <laughs> perfect cartoon. All right, what is after Doug? <laughs> so after Doug, uh, from the eight thirty to nine. Uh, slot. I went ahead and we went with uh, something a little more serious, uh, the Batman animated series. Oh, yeah. Finest, I think, probably, I'm going to say it's my favorite cartoon ever. It's just so good. It's so yeah. insanely good. Yeah, and being being young and uh, not being very like into Batman, uh, of course, you know, some of the movies were out, but uh, seeing that, that, that show, you know, cartoon-wise, but still seeing, like, the dynamic you know, of it, seeing all these villains, you know, because the movies, you know, unfortunately, you only get to see, you know, one or two villains. But, you know, really me watching that show, I was able to get a little more familiar with all the villains. And, uh, you know, when I think of, of uh, a certain villain like Two-Face, you know, I think back to that character that was in that animation. You know, that's that's my image of Two-Face is that character. Same thing with, you know, all the villains. Of course, Joker is kind of, you know, more or less a clown in every single adaptation of it. But, you know, just just hearing that voice. You know, I believe it was Mark Hamill, right? That did, yeah, did yeah. the voice for that Joker. Which just, oddly enough, you know, they amazed. actually did the first few episodes with Tim Curry, and then realized that it sounded too too familiar, like something they had heard too many times before. And then they had remembered yeah. that Mark Hamill had done a episode of Flash 
and done a very uh, good job doing that. So they let him audition for you know the Joker and just nailed it. Yeah, and you know, and he's he's done it in video games. He's done it, uh, you know, just just you know recently in, in those those I think two games that they had uh, come out, uh, Arkham Asylum and and, uh, and Arkham City, I believe it is. Uh, and you know, it's just it's just really well done. Um, you know, it surprised me too. Um, he's the voice of of a couple uh, characters for some newer shows too. You know, I remember uh, when I started watching. Uh, I believe it's it's a the regular show on Cartoon Network. Uh, I kind of uh, looked up every once in a while, like the voices, and uh, he's actually the voice of Skips in the show. Oh. So it's like, oh, hey, Mark, you know, Mark Hamill, you know. So it, it's it's really cool to see him still doing some of that, and especially like Joker, his most like, iconic, you know, role, uh, kind of get renewed every once in a while with that. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series is basically ground zero for the new style of animation. It, it wasn't as dark as the movies, which were PG-13 and people died, but it wasn't as fluffy, nothing like the way Super Friends was. It, it had more weight to it. It had more gothic look to it. It had uh, an all-star cast, actual legitimate, like, you know, known actors doing the voice work, and they had a mythos. You know, they really dug deep into what the comics had done instead of just grabbing a villain and then throwing him away. And they would have callbacks. You know, they had a long over arc. You know, you would have something to start in the first season and then pay off in the third season. And, of course, the show continued with Batman Robin Adventures and then Batman Beyond, of course, being a great payoff, like the final note to the series. But in a weird way, everything starts there. Justice League wouldn't happen because of Batman Superman, uh, Justice League Unlimited, Teen Titans. All this stuff is possible because of Batman the Animated Series, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini getting it right. Yeah, and it's definitely, like, you know, when I think of superhero shows, like, that's what I think of, you know? I mean, being being that young, I mean, I'll be honest with you, this is probably the, one of the only, like, pop culture uh, superhero shows that I have on my list. You know, Spider-Man, you know, was great. The X-Men was great as well, but, you know, just, just the imagery and, and how it was done is just, like, so awesome, and that's, that's really what stuck with me. Have you seen X-Men lately? It looks so 1992. It has aged badly. No, no, I haven't I haven't seen it. I was looking at it going, oh, okay, that's not exactly the best animation. Oh, and everybody's costume looks like of that moment, whereas Batman is timeless. I mean, it looks like it could be just made right now. And plus, the movies are amazing. Have you seen Sub-Zero or Mask of the Phantasm? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, my God, they're so good. Batman Mask of the Phantasm is just as good as uh, any of the Christopher Nolan movies. It's amazing. I think the last one I saw was The Killing Joke. Yeah, um, that one. The animated movie. Well, uh, Sub Zero and the um, Sub Zero and Mask of the Phantasm are directly connected to the animated series, whereas The Killing Joke and stuff like that are just out of out of. Uh, so I can't talk. Animated versions of just famous graphic novels. Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's honestly that's probably the last thing I've seen Batman wise that's animated. Yeah, uh, Mask of the Phantasm is from 93, Sub-Zero I think is from 97 or 98, and Sub-Zero is the only one to get Mr. Freeze right. Uh, he has so much <laughs> sympathy in that one, he's not saying stupid stuff like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. Oh my god, shut up. Don't even remind me. <laughs> what, what is after Batman? Uh, so after Batman, I went with something uh, a little more of a pick-me-up and kind of the start, in my opinion of like turning your brain off and just watching some stuff. So uh, 9 to 9.30, I've got an Adventure Time. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I really have to take the time to watch that. Yeah, you do. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's kind of, you know, of course, one of those cartoons. You can kind of 
shut your mind off and you know first couple of seasons doesn't really follow any type of story it's kind of just random events happening random adventures and um you know just the randomness is just really funny uh the animation's done really well i mean I'm, I'm a huge fan of adventure time and you know this this show you know this is a fairly newer show uh you know this is kind of at the age where you know i shouldn't be watching cartoons but uh, no, you know, that's a lie. Don't let people tell you this. <laughs> well, yeah, see, that, you know, that's why you have kids so they can still watch them. You know, you can just say, oh, well, I'm watching it with him. <laughs> yeah, anybody touch that um, and you don't have kids, just say, I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. Go away. Go watch <laughs> Go watch your procedural, Mr. CSI. Yeah, <laughs> or reality TV or something. <laughs> yeah, I have to um, say, I the, the only new series that I've been watching is Bob's Burgers. I need to watch Gravity Falls. I need to watch Adventure Time, Ricky and Morty. Uh, all these great shows that I'm hearing about, I have not watched. Yeah, yeah. This, you know, this this show, like for me, like I, I've actually went out and bought these seasons, like to watch them. You know, because that's how much I loved it. Like so. I've got like a uh, an Adventure Time wallet. I've got a couple of shirts that That's are like That's an endorsement right there. Anchorman. I got I got to watch it. I got to get around yeah. to watch this. Yeah. I've got a couple of shirts that are like Anchorman Adventure Time mashups. Like, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's like uh instead of Adventure Time it says Anchor Time. <laughs> it has like you know all four of them kind of jumping like and you know there's a noodle arm in there and everything like that. So pretty cool. All right. What is after that? So after that 9:30 to 10 is Ed Ed Nettie. Yeah, and, and, and if you want to hear more about Ed, Ed, and Eddie, we did a whole episode devoted to that. Uh, fun yeah. show. Um, you loved it more than I did. I thought it was kind of like a casual, right. like, hey, this is a fun time waster. But yeah, this this meant more to you because I think you were younger at the time, so it affected you. And plus you had brothers. Yeah, I, well, I have a bunch of sisters, but... Oh, wait, um, did I, have, I had the wrong person. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about it, though. Yeah, we definitely had a, uh, an episode on it. But um, really, you know, just, just kind of, I think I was kind of explaining to you, like, just the dynamic of, of those, those, the close knit, you know, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, they you know, they didn't have a whole lot of friends in the block, but just, just them kind of having each other's back and everything like that. And, and so uh, I think we got kind of deep into that one, like a little bit of a darker area of the show, but, yeah, yeah. uh, you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of going really dark in there. But <laughs> the part where um, I talked about I, my I, idiot I, friends who threw themselves, I had a friends that were, they were all brothers and, um, Let's just say their their idea of entertaining themselves was to wrap themselves up in sleeping bags and throw themselves down wooden stairs. I'm talking two or three flights, and uh, you wonder why they weren't exactly all there. It, it definitely sounds like a scheme to to get some money for some uh, jawbreakers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Listen to that episode that we go much more in depth. I don't want to repeat everything. So, uh, what is after Ed, yeah. Ed and Eddie? Uh, so ten to ten thirty, Rugrats. Rugrats, and we discussed this one a little bit, but we kind of meshed it in with uh, the whole schnick thing. Schnick? I think I gave it a little yeah. bit. Of, hey, a little bit of schnick. <laughs> um, a great series. Uh, I think that Bobby's World is a little bit better than Rugrats, but both have kind of the same feel of, uh, you know, trying to understand what it's like for kids to view the adult world. You know, they're all looking basically at our knees, and they don't understand anything that's going on and, and interpreting it incorrectly. Yeah. And, you know, for for what it was, Bobby's World is definitely, you know, a little more intellectual. If, if a show about a, you know, two, three-year-old can be intellectual. But, um, you know, Rugrats, you know, I this is one of the very first movies that, or one of the very first shows that, you know, with my sisters I was able to watch. And we all kind of agreed, like, okay, we like this show. So, um, you know, when you when you start getting siblings, how, how the battle of, of the remote and the TV and what we get to watch is always, you know, so fierce. But... 
this is a show we can all watch and we can all enjoy without any fighting. The one thing this show had that even Muppet Babies never really touched on was baby politics. <laughs> They're actually, they have these conversations and debates about stuff, which I always thought was amusing. All right. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. That I, I thought that the uh, show, um, it doesn't exactly look the best, but it was a very low-budget show. I think Class B Cuspo did it. Hard to pronounce name, but really low-budget independent company. But it had uh, its own feel and, and kind of a character in its animation. Yeah, and of course, as the years went on, because, I mean, this show went on for a while, too, uh, it started getting a little more refined. Of course, they had the movies and everything like that, and then they kind of had the spinoff series of All Grown Up and, and all this other stuff. But, um, you know, another, you know, I remember watching the movie, the very first movie in theaters, you know, kind of going back and, and uh, being excited for that. Yeah, and I, is that one of the only... I know Doug got a movie, but it was after he went over to Disney. Is Rugrats the only yeah. one that got a movie? Um... I believe it might be. Oh no no no! Uh, the Wild Thornberries got a movie, oh, okay. and then they had their Wild Thornberries and like Rugrats mashup movie. Was there well. a Fairly Odd Parents movie? I think there was for for the network. I don't think one came out uh, in theaters. Okay. Uh, what is after okay. Rugrats? So after Rugrats, ten thirty to eleven is uh, is Chowder. Uh, believe it or not, it's it's. Have uh, you heard of Chowder? No. What is chowder? No, okay. I'm starving right now, so, chowder so don't is... keep saying chowder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you watch it, you'd be even more hungry. So chowder is uh, a cartoon about this little uh, either bunny slash small cub bear. Uh, essentially, he is a uh, he's an apprentice for a, a famous like baker, and so they kind of go through their their whole spiel of, of learning. You know, him trying to learn how to be a, a great cook and. Uh, and going through the wackiness that happens in there. Now, uh, in the, the series, in the, in the show, every character ha- is named after food. Okay. So there's a character whose name is Gaspacho, a character Panini, uh, of course, Chowder being the main character. Um, Mung Doll is a character. Uh, you know, Snitzel's a character. So it's kind of funny because you hear all these names and, you know, instantly you relate it to food. And uh, the animation is, is really great. Uh, it kind of has that... Uh, Kind of that the animation where it's like uh, as something's moving, there's like a backlit pattern. Uh, so like the pattern is just going with like the animation, which is, or like the pattern's thing still, the animation's still going. So you kind of see the pattern as like a character's walking around. Huh. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a really creatively done uh, cartoon. Uh, there's also characters on there that are like puppets. There's instances where like puppets actually come on and are some of the characters sometimes so it, it's really wacky it kind of goes weird. back and forth and okay yeah, so there's, there's actually so they make food but they're named after food does that cause any confusion while they're making food well the, the food that they're making isn't like real food it's like made up food so oh, okay um, okay you know i think uh, i think one of the foods are uh sakitos so like taquitos <laughs> but in socks yeah it's, it's <laughs> It's really wacky. Uh, there's a, a Christmas episode where uh, they had to build a, a, a perfect gingerbread house in order to please, uh, uh, I forget who it is, like a, like a Santa Claus character. Um, and uh, they have to make it look really good. And if he doesn't like it, then he stomps the, uh, the gingerbread house and nobody gets presents. So, <laughs> Are we going to get to the end of this episode and you're going to tell me you made this all up, aren't you? Like no, you're I'm a fool for falling for this. <laughs> No, definitely not. Um, there's there's even one episode which you know maybe one of my favorite episodes where um, it kind of goes into the like 
they're, they start talking about how they spent so much money on something and then um you know they go bankrupt and and uh, at one point you know the main character is like oh well if we go bankrupt that means there's no money for animation and it kind of shows all the characters sitting there and then all of a sudden like it just it it stops and then you see like the voice actors literally just sitting around and there's no animation. And like, well, what <laughs> do we great. do? And so the voice actors, it shows the voice actors actually holding like a car wash. <laughs> so curiously, they redo the animation. <laughs> it's, it's awesome, man. Like you really have to, to check that out. How old is this show? Is this recent? Um, yeah, it's, it's a fairly recent show. I believe, uh, I want to say 2013, 2014. Oh, okay, that's why I don't know around. about it. I'm so far behind on recent yeah, animation. It, it, it had maybe three or four seasons. I think it's on Netflix. I think... Uh, I hope it's still on Netflix. It's it's a really great show. You know, my 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 son got really into it for a little bit, and we used to watch it a lot. And it was it was a really great show. I feel like I should ban Netflix for canceling the Get Down. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard. I I don't know if you watched the Get Down, but I heard that they canceled it because not because it was expensive or they get they good good ratings. It's because the guy who created it just couldn't stay on page. Like he took forever to finish any episodes, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is so torturous." <laughs> Even if it's making him money. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Well, I have other focuses. I want to do movies. I want to do TV shows. I can't be expected to finish an entire season on time." I'm like, "No, that's exactly how it works." <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, fools. Okay, what is after Chowder? <laughs> so after Chowder, uh, 11 to 11.30 is uh, Powerpuff Girls. The, uh, usually the older ones that I kind of, like, you know, 90s-ish type of things that I, I watched a lot of. Uh, the new ones I haven't watched a whole lot of, but, uh, you know, for me, Powerpuff Girls, like, that's the first show, like, totally about, you know, three, you know, little girl superheroes that, you know, right now it would kind of be weird for me to be into it. But back then, like, you know, it was, it was a show that I really liked. Actually, Powerpuff Girls seems to be the one cartoon where it's never seemed to be an issue, whether you're a boy or girl. Maybe a little bit with, like, She-Ra back in the day because of the He-Man connection. But uh-huh. if you said you're, like, Powerpuff Girls, be like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I kind of like it. And unlike today, we're like, I like my, uh, my Little Pony. Oh, okay. All right, Brony. You can <laughs> All go right, now. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Stop calling me every day yeah, about yeah. if I have the new Bronies in you jerk <laughs> they're all or uh, what's worse than those the monster high guys i don't know what they're doing with those monster high dolls i don't want to know oh wow really those monster high guys god did you ever get calls for that like every single freaking day and i was like oh is your daughter I, wanting I, one of these no i, I collect these oh god <laughs> no i mean they might be they might be worse than the you know people that go and fill up those uh, mystery lego packages oh god no no the lego molesters <laughs> are the worst Ugh, yeah what's in this package Ugh. <laughs> the worst just for four hours just yeah. like completely oblivious just, uh, uh. you're like god, <laughs> stop it stop making that face <laughs> we're just trying to figure oh. out what's inside <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the package. <laughs> Seriously, the eyes roll back, tongue to the side. They're just like thinking, like, no, please stop. You don't know what you look like. <laughs> All right, what is after Powerpuff Girls? Uh, so after the Powerpuff Girls, 11.30 to 12. It's kind of the only anime I think I have in here. Uh, maybe besides Pokemon, I can't say anime. But uh, Dragon Ball Z, I was huge, huge into Dragon Ball Z uh, when I was kind of in junior high. So, um once again, another another epi- you know series of shows where it kind of runs, albeit very slow at times, but you know kind of runs. You have to watch every single episode to know what's going on. I'm friends with the guy who wrote the movie, and uh, he apologizes. He was just like, I was just trying to pay the bills. 
I, I didn't mean to destroy <laughs> everything that you held dear. Um, sorry, but it did pay for a house. <laughs> Yeah. And food. Did not watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I watched watch it. it. I watched the cartoon, and I was another one of those same guy that watched Pokemon. I would sit there and watch Dragon Ball Z, and I go, okay, and, and who is this again? Okay, and how's <laughs> wait? Who's the guy he's yelling at? And oh well, wait, hold on. This is when does this episode take place? Wait, the episode we just watched <laughs> takes place five years later. Why are they showing him in this order? I don't understand what's going on. So I watched the movie, and I was like. Yeah. Okay, I don't know anything about the mythos. I'm completely okay with this. I mean, it's not a good movie, but I'm not, like, angry. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something I didn't waste my time on because I didn't want anything to be ruined. So Yeah, it's, um, it's not good. I, I, yeah, I, I watched that pretty religiously. And, you know, back then it, it came on, uh, you know, Tsunami kind of later at night. So I had to, like, wait, you know, all the day before to kind of watch it. Um, and, you know, it's one of those episodes where you miss, you know, sometimes you miss an episode and, like, you literally maybe an episode or two and you literally come back to the same exact thing. Like it seemed like some of those fight scenes like took like probably 10 episodes for the fight to kind of conclude. It was so, so tense the whole time. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They've actually made versions where like that stuff is like cut out and like it's drastically reduced the like episode count. Uh-huh. Um, and so like it's, it's without all like the filler and like, you know, to the characters standing there just thinking, <laughs> oh, I would turn it off immediately. I do not have the patience for that. It's ridiculous. But as, if you're yeah, into that, you're as, into it. Uh, yeah, I was I was really into it. You know, the action when it was there was was great. Uh, you know, I, I when I used to draw, I used to draw Dragon Ball Z characters, and uh, it was it was one of you know my favorite shows when I was when I was in uh, junior high. All right, what I, what time are we at? I feel like this episode's going to take forever at the rate we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost done. Uh, like I said, I did add a couple in there because I felt like I just had to have them in there. Uh, Why not? So twelve, yeah, twelve to twelve thirty. We're at twelve thirty uh, already. Want, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I wanted to uh, to put something that was a little like supernaturally in here, um, and you know the the three cartoons that I had on my list like were all kind of the same, so. Uh, this one, I ended up choosing the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Uh, this slot. Uh, That's a was funny kind of show. A I, re- I didn't watch it a lot, but I, I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's it a very, very awesome show. And then they had like you know the kind of extended movie type shows, and uh, and uh, they had some guests, uh, guest spots on there uh, as far as voice work. But uh, it was it was really between that uh, Invader Zim and Gravity Falls. Um, Invader Zim, I didn't get into really until you know. I was like in college already, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know I, I kind of was late to that to that party. Uh, and then Gravity Falls, which is newer and is awesome, kind of supernaturally type of, of of deal. I haven't seen every single episode, or you know, as much as I'd want to. Um, I feel like Billy, you know, Grim and Mandy. I've seen like almost all of them, and uh, it's just a great show. You know, supernatural type. You know, the, the kids befriend uh, death himself, and uh, you know, it's kind of wacky and crazy and. You know, it kind of gives you that, like, like kind of gross factor because there's a lot of, like, gross things that happen in it, which is, like, really cool. Like, I, I love, you know, seeing snot come out of Billy. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's a lot of booger and snot stuff going on in that cartoon. <laughs> yeah, like, there's this episodes where he's just standing there and boogers are just falling out for no reason. <laughs> huh. That sounds like my cartoon. <laughs> as much as I love Brandon Stevie, which is disgusting at times. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good mix between, you know, supernatural and, you know, supernatural kind of things, you know, whole other worlds. It's, it's like really Beetlejuice and Ren and Stimpy kind of like put into one. 
Yeah, I Beetlejuice highly underrated. Uh, kind of forgotten. I think people forget there was an animated series for like five seasons. Um, yeah, I, I, I that one was was kind of on my list, but I was like, nah, I really wasn't into it a whole lot. Like, I would have gone with Zim. Zim is my jam right there. I've seen. Oh my god! I'll say towards the end it starts to taper off. Like the last eight episodes, it's not so entertaining. But that first season, holy yeah. crap, so good. Yeah, like, see, like I just, I just really got onto the whole Invaders Zim thing just way too late. Like, you know, so I don't think I appreciated it as much as like some of the kids that were with it when it was airing and everything. So, dude, I me, was, you know... I was like twenty five when I discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm also a, a man-child, and I have a demented sense of humor, so there's that. <laughs> um, what is, is... Is this our last one? Yeah, this is the we last one. We can't do it yet! So... Two questions. <laughs> Two questions. First off, were you a Two cereal questions. guy? Were you a sweets kind of guy for uh, your Saturday mornings? Or were you a bacon and eggs kind of like a meat and potatoes kind of guy? Um, I never had the energy to cook eggs and bacon when I was younger, so I was definitely more of a cereal. Uh, if I could, um, I'd bake... Every once in a while, when we had them, I'd bake some cinnamon rolls and just have one of those. Oh, my God. The little tin where you had to pop it, and then later you yep. cover in the orange stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh, what was your go-to cereals? Um, probably would have to be Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Definitely up there. Um, you read that weird French Toast Crunch? You're like, what is this? This isn't right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not as good. Um, that was definitely one of them, and probably Frosted Flakes, because it's just all sugar. Not a marshmallow guy, I see. I, if I saw marshmallows, I went for it, even if it was garbage. <laughs> I count chocolate on clearance. Oh, my God. I bought a case of booberry because you couldn't buy it in the stores on the West Coast. And I got to tell you, a case of 12 up in the closet. And uh, by the time I got the box 10, I was like, oh, my God, this is so stale. I hate booberry. I'm never going to eat booberry again. I still have two boxes to go. I was like, can I sell this on eBay? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I remember uh, the Ninja Turtles and the Spider-Man uh, cereals were great. Usually, cartoon-oriented cereals were terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never never had that. I, uh, wasn't there a Ghostbuster cereal? There probably was, but my brain has blocked it out. The worst cereal of all time is the Cabbage Patch dolls. It's it's hideous. It was like you know how Alphabet cereals has eh, the healthy stuff, which isn't very good, but then it has the marshmallows in there, and it's kind of fun to put the letters together. Now imagine this: yeah, no marshmallows, same crappy flavor. Now you have decapitated Cabbage Patch Kids that you have to connect with the bodies. <laughs> it's a thing of nightmares. <laughs> very odd. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. Why are we taking their heads off, sir? I don't know. It seems like a game. Kids love games. Whatever. Just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, now that we've man. done that, let me ask you this: Besides animation, did you ever throw in some of the live action stuff? We uh, Saved by the Bell kind of kid. Uh, I had Saved by the Bell. A huge Power Rangers fan, of course, of the original series. Um, like Power Rangers was was definitely something I was deeply, you know, had a hold of me and wouldn't let go. Um, you know, so that was one of them. Um, of course, Sunday. Saved by the Bell we was, was Nickelodeon yeah. Sundays with salute your shorts and. Uh, uh, hey, dude. Yeah, and then, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark or something I, I really liked watching as well. Yeah. Saturday I mornings, younger, I so. would uh, I would catch uh, Saved by the Bell, and then sometimes on ABC they'd have those um, OG Readmore ABC after, you know you know where they do adaptations of the books? But that was about it. Uh -huh. when, when I, would, I would find friends who were like, yeah, I watched uh, Hang Time. I'm like, why would you watch basketball on a Saturday morning? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> 
Yeah, those those kind of you know, there's some of the shows like I know there was a there was a like a sports show too. Like it had some like I think Bo Jackson was in it too. I forget the name. Oh, of there's it. pro stars. It was like Bo Jackson. Was it Wayne Gretzky, yeah, Michael yeah, Jordan, yeah. and Bo Jackson? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, those those were great, but you know, they, they were kind of just put out there because of, of you know sports was so big at the time. Oh yeah. Well, if it's any cartoon that has a live action beginning or end piece, guaranteed to be complete crap. Hammerman, Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos, <laughs> New Kids on the Block, uh, and Pro Stars. Pro Stars might be okay, but the rest of them, oh my god, that's just a guaranteed like crap value. The, the wrestling, uh, Hulk Hogan wrestling. Hold on uh, a second. Show. That show was awful, but I was such a huge fan of wrestling at the time. I'm going to <laughs> go ahead and play the Amnesia button. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, now that we've stalled enough, <laughs> what is our last cartoon? <laughs> So the last cartoon uh, is is a newer one uh, again, uh, but I, I really enjoyed uh, the story, the creativeness of it. Um, it's Foster's Home for Imaginary. Oh friends. my god! Oh blue, uh, who's the yeah. tall one with the one arm? I used to watch this cartoon all the time. But it's you, Wilt. Wilt. When you find out how yeah. he actually lost his arm in the movie, oh, it's so heartbreaking. <laughs> and and you know it, it's definitely one of those those TV shows that's very you know creative like. You know, something like a, a imaginary friend is so popular, but who would have thought to make a you know cartoon series about it? Yeah, and what happens after you grow up and you don't need an imaginary friend anymore? Where do they go? And this is your series. Exactly. A series done yep. with flash animation normally looks terrible, but whoever designed the show did it in a way that it doesn't look cheap. It looks like a high quality, anything that would be on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon, it looks great. And it's a funny, funny show. Yeah. Yeah, very funny, and uh, you know, just a different, different kind of adventures they go through, and uh, you know, Coco uh, is probably one of the craziest <laughs> characters on there, but like literally just says Coco, Coco the whole time. Yeah, uh, kind of like you know, Groot before he was Groot. Uh, so, <laughs> here's the thing: is I had not seen the cartoon at all, but my sister would describe every episode to me, and it was so uh-huh. hilarious that I had to watch it, and I almost, I mean, the, the show is great. But I almost wish I would have her watch every episode to be far, you know, and then tell it to me afterwards. Like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, that's great, that's amazing, because <laughs> it just never matched up to how she told the story. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know how to end episode. I never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that that was that was a doozy one. I mean, I, I went ahead and extended it a little bit too. So. <laughs> yeah, usually the shows go a half hour. That was fun. We really filled an hour there. So. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey kids, um, check out our podcast. It's uh, Back in Tunes. It's got a page on Facebook. And uh, you and I regularly do, pretty much every quarter we do an episode focused on like, particularly Cartoon Network, like the early days of Cartoon Network. But eventually, of course, we're going to run out of cartoons to talk about. But we'll, we'll find something else to discuss, some random thing to, to find, especially this new stuff. I really need to dig into some of the new cartoons and, and you and I need to chat about them. Oh yeah. Yep, you know, Gravity Falls, uh, Adventure Time, and all that stuff. Adventure Time's getting pretty old, so it might be almost a show that can qualify for for the show. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at this point, I've been looking through the book, and the show's supposed to go five years, because originally it was supposed to be whatever was 20 years or back, you know? Uh, originally we started in 2014, whatever started in 1994, and back. And then, of course, we add yeah. on every year, and eventually I was just like, why am I playing by these stupid rules? Who cares? Any kind of animation. Yeah. But it's hard to comment on a show that's still going. So 
Yeah. You know, Adventure Time ends or Venture Brothers ever ends, I can finally comment on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we can't ever do a South Park episode because I think this show's going to go till the end of time. We did do a Simpsons episode, but that was a cheat because that show had been on for friggin' decades. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that South Park episode. Simpsons did it. Simpsons yeah. did it. <laughs> All right. So I, I think that's pretty much it for us here. Um, Andrew, thank you very much for putting together this excellent list. Uh, yeah. A lot of these cartoons have not been brought up on the show yet. Awesome. Well, you know, glad to be a part of it. Thank you for, you know, allowing me to do it. Uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun revisiting, you know, the memories and everything like that. All right, everybody. You have a good night. <laughs>